in a world where Carolina Panthers fans have an insatiable thirst for Panthers news and opinions. Only one podcast roars ferociously. It's the C3 Panthers podcast. What's the deal, Panther fans? It's the C3 Panthers podcast. There's a ton to talk about. The Panthers have shored up some last-minute restricted free agents, but still no Taylor Moten. We've been clearing cap space, possibly to extend him or use the franchise tag, which teams can actually start doing today. The Panthers are now in the eighth spot in the league when it comes to cap space, and we've got to figure out what they're plotting tonight. And I'm telling you, there is so – look, this – Teddy Bridgewater burner account story. We're getting to the bottom of it. It's real. And speaking of social media, Shaq Thompson and Teddy Bridgewater have reportedly stopped following the Carolina Panthers on Instagram. We're going to have Jason Hewitt, the Carolina Panthers beat writer from SI, to help us find our way through this social media maze. There's so much to talk about, and that's not even including Albert Breer saying that the Panthers basically called Teddy Bridgewater a bum. It's the C3 Panthers podcast. Tonight's show is Bridgewater's Burner, Cuts Happen, and Deals in the Making. My name's Tony Dunn. I appreciate you guys being here. It's the longest-running Panthers podcast. I tell you, I couldn't do it without my co-host, Cody Lashney. How are you, my man? Tony Dunn, I'm doing good, man. And listen, we were making fun of Teddy Bridgewater before it was a popular thing to do, okay? <laughs> so we were, we were real trendsetters True. over here True. on the C3 podcast. And you know who else is trendsetters? All the badasses we have in our YouTube chat, all the usual suspects, the best Panther fans in all of YouTube, Underground West, Adam Sanders, Richard's Outdoor World, Craig Brown, Trail One, Chuck from Elizabeth City, Brad Dugan, Joey the Blind Panther Esquivel, Sarah Taylor, Tan Tizzy, of course, Tony Dunn, and nothing to it but to do it, brother. Let's roll. Let's roll. The number's 252-228-5098. Smash the thumbs up button. Give a share to the podcast. It's free. You can find all the information in the show links about how to find the website and this and that. And I tell you, the YouTube channel's been popping this week. Man, we got videos about are the Panthers truly pursuing Deshaun Watson We've got Trey Lance versus Justin Fields. We've also got, oh, I've talked about the clap, the cap clearing space. We're going to get into all that tonight. And we've got our usual suspects here. CK, my man, Code Dizzle, the master of streams. How you doing? Man, I'm just uh, just ready to kind of break down some crazy stuff that happened this week, man. It's been uh it's been uh, it's been one of the most anticipated shows I think I've had in uh, a few months to be quite honest. So uh, it's uh, it's gonna be nice to have some uh, some stuff to talk about tonight. I tell you one thing is it feels this is one of the more tabloidish off seasons for me. Absolutely. Oh yeah, you know when's, like, the, when's the last time the Panthers have ever been disconnected to a trade of such a high profile player? Right. But that, by I, the way, very well could not happen. Media mess. This mess. It feels so. It's odd. It's an odd feeling. We've got Greg, the Bat Daddy here, the master of all podcasts, man. The man of many podcasts, should I say. How you doing, Greg? I'm doing all right, man. Uh, it, it's funny. You, t- you talk about all the media stuff going on with Sean Watson train. For all we know, none of it's true. 
Like we, we don't know anything about what's mm-hmm. going on. It's crazy. We are exactly where I thought we were going to be. Oh, not exactly. Almost exactly where I thought we were going to be at the beginning of last season with Teddy Bridgewater, you know, questioning where he's going to be. I predicted six wins. We got five. I thought we were going to pick 11th. We're picking eight. So we're right about where I thought we were going to be. Uh, I'm just interested to see where we go forward. And uh, I have no idea <laughs> what's going to happen, you know. No idea. Yeah, well, you know what? There's a lot of rumors and there's a lot of speculation, but don't worry. We're going to pierce through the nor- noise. We're going to cr- claw through it, and we're going to get we're going to get you up to date on the latest Panthers news and opinions from the fan perspective. And let's go ahead and start off with just some easy stuff. The Carolina Panthers did sign uh, or shored up some of the some unrestricted or restricted free agents that were on the roster, right? We're approaching the free agent season. They have this unrestricted free agent list that has 17 people on it. We know names like Curtis Samuel, Taylor Moten, Mike Davis, Rasul Douglas, but there's this smaller list of people that they've been working and operating with. I think that they have they, they know these people have less negotiating power because they're restricted free agents. So they got to get deals that matches and this and that. So the Carolina Panthers bring back Brandon Zilstra, uh, a special teamer, wide receiver. You know him from the, the trick play from Joseph Charlton, the pass. He catches it. That's a wonderful play. Keith Kirkwood is another wide receiver that they brought back. These are one-year deals. We didn't see much of him. He only had one catch for 13 yards and was dealing with a clavicle injury. Uh, And, I mean, there were some smaller things earlier that happened like last month. I think Joey Sly, we've talked about these types of things. So the Panthers do that. And then today or yesterday, the – another acquisition or the kind of same type of move roster move was Trent Scott. The Carolina Panthers have signed to a one-year deal. Trent Scott, who filled in for Russell O'Kung at left tackle a lot. I'm pretty happy with here. I have no problems with, I'm, I'm very excited about the Trent Scott is like bringing him back on one year deal, a guy that can play multiple positions I don't expect us to be counting on him, but we need some bodies back there and some ex- kind of some experience and some familiarity. Zilstra, he's he's been okay. These are small things right here. These are the things the Panthers have to do at this point in the season, don't you think, Cody? Yeah, I mean, you know, listen, I have been very impressed with our brand new GM. I mean, all the moves that we have seen him make are all moves that I like. Like I, I agreed with them. I, I, I liked them. I, I think that we're doing good things. Um, you know, we made a lot of cuts. We've, we've added some players. Again, none of those – I don't know what they do for you. None of those names you mentioned really do much for me. Um, they're just, you know, rotational pieces, depth pieces. My thing is moving on from players um, to try and free up some more cap space. Um, a lot of beat writers and stuff have been talking about how some of these moves have seemed kind of inevitable. Uh, K1 short being one of them. That's something that we've all called for a long time. Um, however, we didn't really see Trey Boston. And yeah, Michael Wade brought that up. Trey Boston with a question mark. Um, I don't really, you know, out of all the names that we kind of floated around to kind of uh, give the ax to, you know, I, I don't think we would have ruled out Trey Boston, but it definitely wasn't. Uh, a top of our list either. Yeah. Um, 
So when we uh, were here last week, who had they released? But last week, by this point, we last Tuesday night, we knew about K1 Short, right? Um, K1 Short, yeah, we knew about K1 did Short. We talked about that on the last we, podcast. Yeah, 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 we did. Yeah, we did because so I, 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 right, so I mistakenly said that he was the last player from the 2000. Uh, 15 Super Bowl team. No, you uh, said that is, about Trey Boston. I thought. No, I, I said that about K1 Short, uh, but I was wrong because Shaq Thompson. Had, oh, that's right. All right. So okay. Shaq Thompson is still on the team. So and there's a story connecting him, too. Since the last show, the cuts went from we and all expected, ex- yeah. very expected releases. Look, is K1 Short's uh, contract was hitting the balloon period, and you can get out of it if you wanted to, and it be financially beneficial. And the Carolina Panthers did that because he's had two seasons consecutively where he suffered with injury. Mm-hmm. But so we saw that last week, but then the other expected cuts and these were expected Stephen Weatherly, Michael Pilardi, And I think that, and then the surprise was Trey Boston I was thinking about the Trey Boston, you know, and what I learned. I learned a little something about how we should evaluate contracts. And probably we're a little I'm a little too lazy to delve that deep into it, but it's a post June one cut. So we when I when you just pull up the website and you say, What does it take to cut Trey Boston? It doesn't look like it's gonna save you much money. They did the post June one, which actually helped a little bit more. It gives him an opportunity to go and find another team. In the process, the Carolina Panthers, I think, freed up about like close to $20 million with these three moves. And then the other news was the restructuring of Matt Paradis's contract freed up in another additional $4.7 million or four point eight, something like that. Panthers cleared $25 million, guys, in cap space over the last week since we have been on the show, moving into eighth in the league. Uh, and the question is, what are we going to do with that money? Um, I think everybody expected to cut. CK, what do you think about the – what are the signals? Where are these, uh, where are these <laughs> signals sending us? What we want to say is the signals are telling us that we're making a push for uh, the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes. Right. You know, that's we're making room for that. Answer, yeah, um, that's the social media. You know, I think the not so sexy thought is that we have a few free agents that we would like to re-sign. Um, I think that Taylor yeah. Moten obviously is not going to take up that entire amount, right? We've got to have $7 million, I think, is what we need for, for the draftees. Um, you know, so we've got that already accounted for. The other pieces that I think that we may be overlooking is Curtis Samuel. You know, I don't think that he is necessarily out of the realm of being somebody we're looking at, you know, is trying to bring back. Um, I know that he is going to be a commodity on the open market. I think there's a lot of teams that are wide receiver, you know, hungry um, that are be willing to pay him. Um, so I think that we might also be making a push for that. I mean, you got to think Deshaun Watson is a, is a good chance that he isn't going to be available to us, right? There's, there is a, obviously we'd like for this, this chance to be large and we'd like to see all these moves as us making a push for him. But by all accounts, the Texans are not getting rid of him. The Texans are making an an effort to make sure they're, you know, they're, they're saying they're going to go all the way to not letting him go. Now that's, you could take that with a grain of salt, right? There's how many times have people been told that they're not going to be traded and then, you know, the right price comes up and they get traded. Um, 
So I mean, I I think that there's there's a lot of a lot of hope that it's Deshaun Watson, but I think in all reality, I think it's a matter of we're trying to sign the people that are are important on our team now, um, and uh, and then we'll see what happens in that sweepstakes. If I'm Curtis Samuel. I don't even want to be a Carolina Panther unless I know Deshaun Watson's coming here or unless we know that they're going to secure a quarterback to the draft, which there is no way to know that. Even if you got a draft, like the only reason would be Deshaun Watson. I don't think a draft pick. You, so let me ask you this. No, they already say we're going to get no. like Trevor Lawrence. You're, you're, you're in. Oh, sorry. Good. No, no. I was going to say, say to Cody is just this is I think I agree with you. 100 is that Curtis Samuel doesn't want to be, would not want to be here unless Deshaun Watson was coming. Yeah. I don't even think us saying here, we're going to draft a quarterback at eight is enough to keep him. And it just depends the, on how much someone else is willing to pay him too. The, like, and, Okay. The part that I think is 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 we've got to also consider is our our organization has pretty much said Teddy Bridgewater is not the answer, right? Mm-hmm. If we sign Curtis Samuel, it isn't going to be a one year deal, right? right? And so you've got to think, you got to look at what the organization thought of Curtis Samuel there at the second half of the season. They realized how important he was to this team, and he became a much bigger part of the offense there that second half of the season. Um, I, I think that. You're going to, I mean, I, I don't see why he wouldn't want to come back. I mean, he, I think he, when you look at the system, the system is built for somebody like Curtis Samuel and it's built for his success. And he came in, he had his best season of his career uh, under Joe Brady as an offensive coordinator with a mediocre at best quarterback. Wow. I mean, it, it, if he has to wait a year to get that, that level of quarterback that's going to get him to where he wants to be. I mean, listen, if he gets the, the price right, I mean, yeah, if he gets an offer from the Green Bay Packers to go up there and play for Aaron Rodgers, yeah, he's going to go up there, right? If he gets an opportunity to go play uh, somewhere else that that has an elite quarterback, you know, that that is willing to pay him the price that he would like, sure, he's going to go there. But I don't think there's anybody on the market right now in the market for a wide receiver that is going to have an elite quarterback that he's going to want to go f- play for. When I mean, unless you guys can think of one, I can't think of one off the top of the head. I mean, I'm sure there are. Not off the top of my head, no. But you, the, the, the best thing about this situation is we have to kind of take a step back and look at it. We're eighth in the draft and we're eighth in cap space. We have the two things that you need to really, really rebuild a team. We have a lot of things in our favor right now. And even if we don't get to Sean Watson, there's a possibility of a quarterback in the draft. And there's yeah. still a lot of free agent quarterbacks out there. Like decent free agent quarterbacks. That may not be the answer, but can be the answer for at least a few years. And we have options. Well, but that's that, that, have cap space and draft and in the draft position. So that list is kind of running low now, uh, or running yeah. low now. Free agent quarterbacks, like you're either in on Deshaun or who? Carson Wentz has already been traded. Yeah. Like you're basically talking about Sam Darnold. And again, how much are you giving up? Like you're That's having not to even give up. Dak Prescott. Well, right. So you would, you'd have to trade him. You would have to trade yeah. at least a second or a third round pick. Uh, to go up and get them. And yeah. that's, I, and I've said this, man, yeah. it, it is a problem that the Panthers are so thirsty. Like the, the, everyone knows that the Panthers need a quarterback. That means every team that we're going to call about trading for a quarterback, is going to know that they're going to drive up the price. Every team that we're going to try and move up into the draft uh, with, is going to know that we're desperate for a quarterback, but and probably want to get in front of Atlanta too. So that argument, like, 
that argument I think is 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 also a bit flawed, right? I get there is a sense of deception, but right now there are so many quarterback hungry teams out there that if we call and make an offer, guess what they're going to do? They're going to call somebody else and say, "Oh, they're willing to do this," and that other quarterback hungry team. So regardless of our need, yeah, the problem, everybody's always thirsty. Yeah. yeah, but what I mean by that is, you know, regardless of what we offer, they're always going to call somebody else and say. Uh, the, hey, the Panthers are offering this. Are you interested in doing more? And so, you know, if I, I don't think it's a matter of we're showing our hand. I think there is some, some of that. And obviously you'd like to have some of that kind of kept under wraps. But I don't think it's to the point where we have to really concern ourselves with our ability to actually uh, get Deshaun. If we're not going to get Deshaun, it's because another team is willing to outbid us. That's it. You, all right. So there's a couple of things I want to mention before we move on. One is you got to wonder if the David Tepper, Matt Rule, all all newbies in the NFL game, right? You got to wonder if Cody's right is if they're learning a lesson the hard way about how to play something in the offseason. Sometimes you know is that you know is that the news that is leaked so that you know what they learned. These guys are learning, and look, it wasn't our – yeah, Fitterer maybe learned right away about when you make a deal, and if it doesn't go through, guess what? Your name gets tagged on it. Yeah. And then, and then you know, and then your quarterback finds out about it, and then the then the meet, and then the people start trolling, right? So you got that one thing. And the other thing I wanted to bring up was that I don't really see the cap space, the, these clearing of this as anything corollary to Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson, if he was going to be, if we were somehow able to trade for him, mm-hmm. it only count $10 million against the cap this year. We, you know, if you could, if you could get Deshaun Watson, you could find a way to get 10 million off the cap. Just as just call the saints up. They'll, they'll tell you how to do it during, while taking a nap. Yeah, but, the salary cap is a myth. Hey, let but me ask you a question. Next year, it's next year that the Deshaun Watson money hits the forty-five million dollars. Yeah. So it's not like he's got. So the cap money, I you gotta wonder: is it? Are we starting to think about maybe targeting offensive linemen in free agency? Yeah. Are you thinking like are a Joe? You know, is that? Yeah, it's like you could go and get a left tackle, and these guys are Thuney. Who's the other guy? The, there's a there's a couple of them. I mentioned them. Oh, oh you can maybe try to trade for Orlando Brown. You would need some cap space for this. Um, oh, Brandon Scherf. Like, I mean, these are top end free agents. Maybe you go and do something like that. But again, we have 17 unrestricted free agents. We're going to need thirty million dollars. Sounds like a lot, and it's cool that we got we're eighth in the league in cap money when we're usually like twenty eighth. Oh, coincidentally, we're the eighth pick, eighth yeah. in cap base, eighth pick. Mm-hmm. But it's not a ton of money, right? This is not like a celebratory amount of money. And on yeah. top of that, it's like kind of a shit. I don't know if is it a shitty year to have money to spend or not even money to spend <sighs> is that the cap shrank. We could have had more. You know, uh, if the cap never, had gone up, we would have been like fifty-five million. Then we would talk about landing somebody, but the market contracted at the very moment we're yeah. trying to get into it. Can we talk about the fact that that I think that'll also uh, uh, impact the the contracts these players get? Right? I mean, 
If, yeah, if, I think it deflates them, don't you? Don't you think, yeah. like, at least for the bottom tier, at the very minimum, and yeah. even towards the top end, there's going to be maybe second-tier players who could have gotten squeezed another million, yeah. a million and a half out or something like that. And then, nope, teams are like this. Money fucking tight, bro. You can either yeah, but players are still players are still gonna get paid bank though, and with yeah, the, knowing what we have to pay, like all maybe not blockbuster, but none of that money really impresses me right now because I know what we have ahead of us, right? So uh, we're going to have to pay Taylor Bowden. It's looking like a, a sure bet. We I'm, should. I'm, I'm, I'm willing to bet that we're either going to going to sign him to a new deal, which should be the number one option. I don't even want to do the franchise tag. Sign the man, get it over with, make you a contract that's I agree. Good, that's good for both of you. A quick kick in the 100. can down the road. Sign Taylor Moten. But and worst case scenario, count, don't you think it would count less against the camp too? But that, that's what I'm saying. If you sign you know them, it would be 50 million. Just be like 11, and you have to, you know, it's going to catch up with you later. Yeah, you could backload it. You know, you could put some incentives in there. Um, there's yeah. a lot of different that's things, great. and that's that's great. where we're going to start. Long, to, he's healthy. We're going to start to realize what kind of skills uh, we have in our front office now, depending on how they uh, work these new contracts. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, another thing, and it hasn't happened yet, but dude, I wouldn't be surprised before all this is said and done if there is some news regarding Shaq Thompson. Because if you notice a trend, Scott Fidder is taking an axe to all the bad contracts that Marty Herney signed. And uh, I don't know if, if this is something to read into or not, but apparently Shaq Thompson um, unfollowed the Panthers on all the social media accounts too. So maybe him and his agents kind of know that something um, is maybe in the works. Maybe they tried to restructure his contract or something. Either, either, re- either restructure him or uh, made him know that, uh, you know, if they're going to trade for any kind of player that uh, they're open to including him in that trade. Um, there's a number of different issues that you can kind of point to, but I really, you know, Tony mentioned up a pot, mentioned it like a podcast ago. Um, Shaq Thompson's uh, dollar amount. He's like the number two paid player on our football team. Um, and oh, he's yeah, just Teddy. crazy. And he's not, t- listen, Shaq Thompson is not terrible. But he is not worth that dollar amount. Not elite. He's no, a not he's, elite linebacker is where he should be paid I'm, that money. Especially for a four three outside linebacker who doesn't rush the passer. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I I I feel that there is something coming down the pike with Shaq Thompson. Either we're kicking him down the road to another team or we're gonna restructure him. Yeah. I saw a Panther Nation podcast in the chat earlier. Shout out to you guys. Oh, and you know what? Um I need to say this. Happy birthday, Cody. Oh, appreciate it, man. Yeah, happy uh, birthday, brother. Uh, we wish you a happy birthday yesterday on Twitter, and I was also watching Panther Nation podcast last night, and they wished you a happy birthday on their podcast. So that's pretty cool. And I wanted to end. Uh, it's, it's Rashad, right? Is it Rashad or Rashad? Yep. Rashad. Yeah, Rashad. Rashad. And Rashad from Panther Nation podcast. He knows a ton about the cap. You know, like he knows exactly the amounts of this. I'd be interested to see what he would say about this. If Brad Dugan's theory is right, Panthers 
asked Shaq to restructure his contact contract. Is a restruct? How is a restructuring unbenefit like uh, bad for a player? And the only thing I could think of is this: is because when they restructure it, you don't get less money. It's never a pay cut. Like that's impossible. guaranteed. No, they they keep all of that. It's just the timeline they pay you, I believe. And so I guess the idea is that the 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 money's not in your pocket to make money with, or so you could make, you could make more money in that amount. Of time. Like the lottery, right? It's like yeah. we give you fifty million over the next fifty years, or we can give you twenty million now. I'm get that's my guess is that the restructuring of the contract basically prolongs the time period to where you actually get your hands on the money and then therefore limits your ability to invest and do things like that. That's my guess. But I'd like that shot that, you know, he probably knows exactly what that is on top of that. Look, not only did you mention that Shaq Thompson, look, something is happening with Shaq Thompson, unless we've been deceived by the Twitter police you know, this could be the Twitter, Instagram police, and they're making a story out of nothing. But I can't believe there's a case where Shaq Thompson doesn't follow the Carolina Panthers on Instagram. Yeah. Like, I just really can't believe that's the case. And I do believe uh, these in a social media age that these types of signals do matter. Mm-hmm. Right. Is that if you re- if they don't matter, then just go find a girl on Facebook and list her as you're dating her. And see if she thinks it doesn't matter. But <laughs> there is something to that, or I, I would think. But also news has come down, or a lot of chatter, that the Teddy Bridgewater has also unfriended, defollowed the Carolina Panthers. After uh-huh. that, to, <laughs> to, inflame, to inflame the rumors of Deshaun Watson, not only do you have this Teddy Bridgewater unfriending story, but then Albert Breer, he puts up this. And this is, if I can find it, oh, change. Albert Breer, um, he put out a story and it says this. Uh, and the main reason for it, as I have heard it, is that he's very, very clearly shown the physical limitations that limited interest in him as a free agent last year. So the Panthers have come out and saying this is that they have said that Teddy Bridgewater looks like Teddy Bridgewater. Podcast, Like we've been saying this, but they didn't, this is not good for Teddy Bridgewater. On no. top of that, on top of that, Cody, I hear some. He's a fake person on Twitter, but still, it made the rounds that the 49ers potentially were interested. In that makes yeah, sense. Let's go from one player. limited quarterback to another. Yeah, still, I even heard the, I heard the opposite of news. that. I heard in Watson, but not There's in too much. Where there is smoke, there is fire. And yeah. Teddy Bridgewater, the Carolina Panthers have called him a bum. Albert Breer reported that they called him a bum. That's what he reported. I just hate that now it's apparent to everyone. Yeah. Like, and this is what pisses me off. And I, I say this before. It, whenever, you know, our, your scouts, they're not just in charge of looking at college players. They're constantly looking at film of NFL players, too. So that way, when free agency comes around, when they know that they need a safety, they already have a bunch of safeties that they've been looking about. My thing is this. Never at any point in time 
watching Teddy Bridgewater's college film, watching his NFL film? Has there ever been evidence to believe that one, he was worth the dollar amount that we paid him, and two, that he was worth a three-year deal and might be enough to put this team over the edge? Like, mm-hmm. that has been David Tepper's fatal flaw uh, so far when buying the team. I think he came in here with the intention was, uh, I'm not going to burn everything down. I'm not just going to fire Ron Rivera. I'm not just going to fire Marty Herney. But in reality, he probably should have. Because if he would have, it, it might have saved him uh, a year or two of frustration and potentially another year of frustration if we're not able to secure a quarterback through free agency or the draft. The fact that he didn't make those decisions when they mattered most early, like we could have been ahead of the game on one trading Curtis Samuel, which I still maintain we should have done. If he's going to walk away, at least get another pick for him. Uh, and, and then on top of that, to sign Shaq Thompson and Teddy Bridgewater to this crazy amount of money. And I mean, listen, I know we've thought about this before, but then to throw Christian McCaffrey on top of that, like Marty Herney was known for overpaying running backs, and that's just what he did before David Tepper kicked him out of the fucking door. It's just so frustrating, man, because all of these things that I just mentioned, they're the biggest roadblocks ahead of us to either getting a Deshaun Watson or getting a quarterback. Because we're not we're not frankly, we're not as bad as we should be, and we have still a bunch of uh large unnecessary contracts that are gonna bog us down. We don't really, though. That's the sad part. We got three. Well, there's three contracts on this team. That's we it. know one. We know one more Eddie, is coming. It's CMC and it's Shank. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is like what Panther, Panther Nation podcast says. You only want to restructure guys that you intend to keep around. If you restructure Shack, his future cap hit increase. Right. Uh, I guess it, and even it spreads it out even longer. I think that that's one of the things. It just takes longer to get out of it. Now, and if I, the Panthers were to restructure, they could, they could, you could restructure Christian McCaffrey and Shaq's contracts if you did to intend to keep them and free up some more money. And this is what Jason from uh, Over the Cap you reported is that. If they do that, then all of a sudden these guys are saying we want to dip our toe aggressively in a free agency. But right now, I don't think with thirty, we're like we're just like where we're all we barely what we can we can't do anything really. I think we got to get Moten. That's uh, it. Yeah, for sure. I, I don't think that restructuring a contract is always a good thing for a player either. And you you were trying to think about the negatives of re, like a player could think of for restructuring. It's if you you have a limited number of years you can play. You can, only, you, you, can, you can only get paid big contracts so many times. So if you've restructured that contract, you've now taken longer before you re-sign your next one for that big payday if it ever happens, or you may pass that window. Right. You know? So that, that, that would be a downside. So, Yeah, and then you would have to, I guess, make it in a way that the dead money ensured that they would cut you at a certain point. So you Possibly, could. Yeah. But no, you're right. I think, okay, that is... That's a good one. On top of that is um, this Teddy Bridgewater story. We got a lot. We got a lot. Don't worry. We got Jason Hewitt that's going to be coming on the podcast shortly uh, to give us a lowdown on what's going on with this whole story with Teddy Bridgewater, his cousin, the burner phone. You've seen The Wire. 
they use burner phones in that. Now, uh, by but, the way, I, it's funny you mentioned that. I just started watching. Oh my Wire. god! You just I'm started. My, yeah, so like that's it. Everybody has a show that like they've never seen, and everyone else has. That's the show for me. Yes. I haven't seen The Wire, so I'm trying to binge it. All right, this is what I want you to think about with The Wire when you watch it. Okay. All right, number one, you have to place The Wire in the context of serial dramas that are kind of binge worthy, right? Think about like what we watched today, which is the Netflix show that, right. Is that they yeah. put, think of what game of Thrones is, right? right? It's like the perfect serial show or whatever you, whatever the right term is. It's got edge. It's got good writing. It's got good acting. It's, it's pushing limits. The wire did that in like 1999. <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, it was like 2002. Uh, you can two, definitely tell that's a product of its time. It's definitely over two decades old watching it. But, but you uh, have to think this. Is it like the trendsetter for the rest of the television shows, dude? For, it, HBO, for HBO it, especially, too, right? Like, that's what... Well, yeah, yeah, to a certain degree, HBO. But I even think about the way shows are written is how it was a trendsetter. All right, so you know how people use the term slow burn, like, so casually today? It's yeah. like, oh, it's yeah. slow burn, but stick with it. Well, what that really means is this, is that either the story is slow and sucky or that they're building these layers, right? right. They're building a storyline that's longer than what the typical human's attention yeah. span. The Wire is this really... It's it's just in depth, like the care. And you know what it tells me? This is that shows are best when they're not about the storyline. When they leave the storyline in the past, and it becomes about character development. It's yeah. just like character development because like the story can only be so cool for so long before we lose yeah. interest. But you're gonna root for people. You're gonna be like McNulty. You're gonna love McNulty. And when he rolls up, then he'll be like, they'll say this. He'll be like, give me a Jameson, and they say. Remember this line. This is like my favorite line from the whole show. It won't ruin it for you, but he says, let me get a Jameson. And the guy said, we don't got that. We only got Bushmills. He said, that Protestant whiskey? He's like, yeah. You've, talk, you've said that on the show before. And he's like, I'll take it. I'll take it because I'm a drunk. No, it's great, dude. So good. It's my awesome. favorite. My top three show, maybe. Yeah, I'm on like episode four. Oh, so oh yeah. I'm, 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 I'm going to keep on it. All right, so I want to go this is that because we can only read so much into social media posts. Teddy Bridgewater then unfollowed the Carolina Panthers, supposedly. That's another storyline that's been going through. And people immediately, like we have been making on this show, have made these connections to whatever. And then I saw this tweet right here. Uh, this is from Kevin Kevin Avery, who is like the he's a moderator on one of the biggest Panther groups and on Facebook. He's cool. Like he knows the Panthers. But a, he put up a quote from this guy. Ryan. This is a four man rush podcast, right? Panther oh, is okay. Yeah, that's what I think that little sig is for uh, MR. OK. All right. So uh, the this is a quote from. ESPN, Ryan Clark, and it says the reason for Teddy Bridgewater unfollowing his accounts on social media is because him and his longtime girlfriend just broke up 
and she recently put her profile on dating on the dating site Christian Mingle. Well, now, why would? Hey, bro, how, 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 are the, how are the two connected? Maybe, uh, maybe Teddy's D ain't so B if you know what I mean, bro. Uh, <laughs> I was wondering, uh, do you think that how many? <laughs> Christian Mangle profiles do you think Teddy Bridgewater has? Oh, he probably has burners. Yeah, yeah, he definitely has burners, man. Uh, he has burners on uh, uh, Ashley Madison, You probably all those. Uh, uh, Farmersonly.com, shit, whatever, man. He drives a minivan. I wouldn't no, know because his girl, because his ex-girl's on Christian Mangle. So he's got like seven Christian Mingle trying to find her. Like he's probably trying to see. He probably already knows. He probably got fake dates but, set up. But am, am, am I missing something though? Like how is his girlfriend being on a Christian Mingle site? What does that have to do with him? Yeah, all of his social media accounts. I, I just don't see the connection. Like, there how about no. this? How about this? Is that uh, imagine how he feel if you see your girl? On Christian Mangle, and you get shook like that. Imagine what happens when he sees the Carolina Panthers say he can't throw the ball far enough. Bro, I'm gonna be real right now. It, it has to be a rough time to be Teddy Bridgewater. Your girlfriend, your, your your girlfriend broke up with you. The Panther fans fucking can't stand you. The team is actively Everybody trying to offload your ass, bro. He's a big cat turned on you, and bro. Then he yeah, checked bro. his bank account and he's like, "Oh, it's all good." Bro, big cat been active asking for his money back. I feel yeah, like big, big cat don't got <laughs> five money no more. Hey, bro, uh, real quick before we go forward, ninety people watching the show. 39 thumbs up. You know you can do better than that. Hit the thumbs up button. Hit the like button. Hit the bell to get notified whenever we go live. Tony's been uploading these awesome one-off videos that have been fantastic, by the way, Tony. Very informative on a lot of things going on in Panther Nation. Yeah, hit the subscribe button, man. Share the Panther content. That's what we do, man. Josh Hoy says Cam slamming Teddy's old gal. Oh, <laughs> I don't want to. Uh, all right, but you know what? Uh, I want to go to. I want to go to a cat call. Let's go to a cat call and see where. Let's these do it. Let's talk to the people. Actually, hold on. You carry it while I find the cat call. I didn't load it up. Um. Listen, we all should have known this when I showed you that Teddy Bridgewater trying to hit a trying to hit a softball, man. Like, <laughs> like that that guy that guy doesn't know how to use his hips. You know, which maybe that's why he's kind of single right now. I don't know. I don't want to say nothing too much. I don't want to go at him too much. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, this Deshaun Watson thing is crazy, man. Like, there's a part of me that even still doesn't want to get too excited about it because it's like. Why would you? Why you have would to I? understand. You have to understand I'm a Clemson fan. Deshaun I get Watson, that, but you, it, you really can't believe it's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, what I know is that the Panthers want him. The Panthers are desperate. The Panthers are butt naked, throwing themselves at Deshaun Watson. Okay. All right. Let me cue this call up. Jason Hewitt's in the hole. We're gonna go that. We're gonna find out how how real a lot of this chatter is. Let's go ahead and go to this call. So, what are your thoughts on catcalling? Yeah, it's pretty. Sh- you shouldn't do that, to somebody. And how did that make you feel? Uh, very uncomfortable. So, how do you think catcalling makes the person feel? It feels good, like 
three and a four and a Who's that cat sitting in the back corner with his face buried in his nose? Who's that kid that can use one? You have to highlight Brad's most recent yeah, comment. Of an elk game. A wild time. Uh, before the free agency carousel started, I called and mentioned, like, yeah, we should seek a veteran. But I kind of don't know how I feel about that now. I know the Panthers made moves today. I saw they cut Flaherty, Trey Boston, uh, some other guys as well. Um, and even apparently Deshaun Watson's not following the Panthers on media right now so all these moves are happening but i just want to say hey, man, I'm, Teddy. I'm, a, I'm a little nervous about the thought of the panthers i guess basically having to marry a new quarterback you know if it's deshaun you're gonna have to put a lot in like i really feel like the panthers maybe need to kind of be single for a while and not find themselves before you know they go all in and split all their assets uh, going into a long-term marriage with uh, some other quarterback out there. I mean, I don't know. It just seems like mm. they're selling the farm to get uh, Deshaun, which if we get Watson and he's able to you know, make our dreams come true, that'd be great. I would love to watch that dude play and be the Panthers quarterback. But if it means that uh, we've basically starved ourselves with draft picks for the next five years, I just I don't know. I'm getting cold feet about this this thought of, you know, the Panthers just marrying into a veteran quarterback. Anyway, that's just how Thoughts real quick, Cody? Tell him. Tell him how he's. What I would say is this, is uh, as someone who has been married for 15 years this year, been with my wife, we dated, we we're like kind of sweethearts, you know, so it's been a long time. Um, being married to somebody and knowing how tomorrow is going to go ain't a bad thing. Mm-hmm. So if we were married to Sean Watson, I'd be mm-hmm. like, yeah, I tell you this, I don't care who's playing defensive end next year. I don't care who's playing damn running back. I'm going to be like excited on Sunday. Guess what we're going to be like if Teddy Bridgewater is quarterback? We're going to be like, oh god. Well, my thing, my thing is this, Tony. I'll never forget it, man. This might as well be written in C3 Panthers lore, uh, podcast lore. When you came over to my house that one day, it was before the uh, first game of the season. The Panthers were playing the Rams. I said, Tony, how are you feeling? What's going to happen? And you said, because we have Cam, I still feel like we have a chance to win. And and I'm telling you, if Deshaun is here, that feeling comes back to us. Yes, it comes back to us. We are always in the game. Now, to be fair and kind of play devil's advocate, I do understand some of the trepidation people are having because their mindset is, well, Deshaun was on a team that didn't have any draft capital, that couldn't put a, a, a lot of talent on the football team to help him out. If we went and traded away and mortgaged our future for Deshaun, then wouldn't that be doing the same thing for the Carolina Panthers and just putting him in a similar situation? And I do think that there is some credence to that. I don't think it has to be that bad where you're, you know, giving away all your ability to put a a team around him. But I get why people are, you know, kind of hesitant. And I feel like it's, it's that reason. They don't want to uh, have Deshaun essentially be another Cam Newton where he's having to always elevate the level of the talent 
of the playmakers around him. So I get it. Yeah, there is something to that. And then at the same time as, I mean, like you said, time goes by fast. You sign a free agent here or there. Yeah, through the draft here or there in the back, you know, second, third rounds. Man, all of a sudden you're young and cooking with Deshaun Watson. That'd be interesting. All right. Um, you know, so we were talking about Teddy Bridgewater gaining news about the Panthers being upset with him. Not upset, dissatisfied with his capabilities. We talked about how um, you saw Shaq Thompson and Teddy Bridgewater unfollow these guys on social media. Then I saw this on Twitter it's from my man Kuntz. And if you want to know at Kuntz on Twitter, if you like want to know what the word on the Twitter street is, this is the guy to follow. I ain't going to lie. It's like, this is kind of, I look up, I got a couple of people when I don't know what's going on and the kids are talking, I look this guy's up. And all of a sudden I see this is that says his burner is back. His burner is back. Teddy Bridgewater starts messaging potentially under this name, ED, ED myth Two, saying things like that's female. Shh. <laughs> now we've kind of heard some of that stuff, but still Teddy Bridgewater is unhappy and the Carolina Panthers are unhappy with his play. We've got Jason Hewitt from SI.com, Carolina Panthers beat writer. Welcome back to the podcast, a longtime friend. Oh, oh, no, no idea. You might be muted. Nope, it's not muted. It's those cool headphones he's got on. That's what I mess this up every single time, man. What's up, y'all? Yeah, <laughs> there he is. Hey, it's, it's good. It's, it's good to be back with y'all, boys, man. How y'all doing? Good to hang oh, with you man. again, brother. We're excited, man. Hey, Sam here. It should be a hell of a show. Here we are. Hell yeah, brother. Yeah, and, uh, you've been busy this week. It's been a pretty busy week for you, boy. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie to you. Why? Why you been so busy? What's been going on with the Carolina? <laughs> oh <laughs> man, this, hey, throw <laughs> me into the fire, man. All hey, right, bro, so basically, I mean, you know, get my get my like, well, you know, so I made you know how I am on Twitter. You know, the whole um situation with um, I guess Teddy Bridgewater and him on following his teammates. I. I've cracked a joke because, you know, it's easy to crack jokes on Teddy Bridgewater these days. And this weird account, like, started talking trash to me. And I was like, wait a second, what in the world? So, like, here I am on Twitter, you know, normal day, you know, the typical, you know, day-to-day stuff. And hold on, I'm trying to pull up the receipts now because I don't want to, you know, give y'all any false information. <laughs> y'all my boys. You don't want to talk so, about it, I feel you. Yeah, so basically, I get this weird um, quote tweet from that account you just mentioned saying, you're a straight-up clown, Jason. You don't know nothing about the Panthers inside. And I was just like, "What? A, wait a second. Like, dude, like, I don't even know you. But then, like, I started looking deeper into the account. And it just so happens that that account follows the Miami Heat and follows all of these accounts that show QB1, quote-unquote, a lot of love like i see tweets like a lot of hate from panthers fans teddy had three 1000 yard receivers and a below average offensive line like these are stuff that that account likes i was like okay that's a little interesting oh. also also noticed that the account 
showed a lot of love to uh, Teddy winning the Art Rooney Sportsmanship Award. So, you know, that's pretty cool. And so I start playing with the account a little bit. I'm, I said what I said, kind of making some accusations about, you know, a certain burner. Y'all are so <laughs> damn Twitter smart. Hey, you got to be. detective, man. I am, oh, Jason, Jason went deep on this, man. Hey, man, I've been, I've been a journalist for, shoot, darn near five well, years now. let me now. tell you this. If we you know, can't, you can find a tweet on someone's timeline in the last 90 days that said something good about Teddy Bridgewater. Mm, that's the <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that too. Now, you know, so. even, the, even the greatest supporters of Teddy Bridgewater – have They're a not loud. Yeah, mm-hmm. that is yeah, very, they have very a So, like, it, I I haven't even seen a retweet of anything positive about Teddy Bridgewater in like since like November. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. even the Panthers try to do a highlight reel of him. They haven't even mentioned him in their whole off season. Not once. Yeah. Well, it reminds Matt, you a lot of like, last off season Cam. with Kim. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is oh, true. Only and dumped so, on him. <laughs> true so i keep playing with the account or whatever and then you know i made the accusations that i made got in a little bit of trouble with that but you know it is what it is um but right before that i got what this kind weird... of trouble did you get in well it wasn't necessarily trouble yeah i can speak advice what kind of advice did you get um, well, basically, it wasn't really like trouble, but like, you know, my bosses were just like, hey, man, like, you can't be making accusations like that. Like, even though, like, it's might, you know, you know, y'all know why the vibes. Even that, though it's definitely you... true that it's him. <laughs> hey, I'm going to let y'all speak for me on that one. All right. Y'all can say whatever y'all yeah, want. You I'm ain't, ain't got to say it, bro. Teddy Bridgewater mm-hmm. was in your DMs talking shit to you. Well, it was crazy. No, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I've been here since 2012 on Twitter doing the Mm -hmm. thing. And I ain't never had anybody call attention to anything I said. How do you get called? You know what I'm saying? That would be, Cody, why why hasn't someone called me up, sent me an email saying, Cody Lashney, this guy, can you please temper his position? And this bum, because he could, they could have sent that email to me in September, and I would have said, "Cody, how you feel about this email?" No, yeah. for real. How, how was attention called to the, any of this interaction in the first place? Well, that's a good question for Jason, man. Like Jason, what do <laughs> you like? Listen, everybody, look, you're on Twitter all the time, just like me, bro. You see uh, all the the oodles sorry. of oodles of shit that gets talked about Teddy Bridgewater on Twitter. Like what? What is it like that really set him off? Do you think, or allegedly set him off? You know, <laughs> to, to to start doing this now. Set well, Ed Smith off. I'm. I'll just say the account. So the account. Yeah, I the feel account. like. Yeah. The account. Came, I feel like the account came at me because you know I'm a humble guy, but I also know who I am and like what kind of information I provide to, you know, Panthers fans in general, like, you know, people care about what I have to say. Like, that's just real talk. So I feel like, you know, the account saw what I had to say and noticed that it gained a lot of traction and the account had like some problems with it. And, you know, I don't know what's going on with whoever running it. Y'all already know the vibes, but it, it seems like that account like really doesn't have 
that much to do these days other than you know being sad or whatever which is understandable but and, and you know tell who me brought this to, who brought this to the attention of the world that's what i want to know i guess like just a bunch the fact that it got a bunch of retweets and stuff that people saw it because all you have to do is type yeah. in and your boss just said you know i saw this tweet that you guys that was really popular and you might want to turn it back or was there some basically that's basically what happened. It wasn't like like when I say trouble, I don't really mean trouble. Like everything was super. No, cool. no like cool. I always thought that Carolina Panthers reached out and were like, "Hey, I want them to reach out to me," and they'll be like, "Hey, will you stop talking so much junk about <laughs> David?" No, it wasn't even that. I'll be like this, I'll be like, "Well, why don't you draft a quarterback, motherfuckers?" <laughs> that would no, be my response. No, 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 but your response should be is if you're going to tell us what to say, uh, why don't you fucking pay us to say some fucking shit? There you go. (laughs) Yeah, but like that's not what really got like their attention. What got their attention was when I straight up said that the account was QB1. That and I aired that out there. That's when everyone retweeted and was like, oh, and then everyone else did their own investigations and kind of. You know, I got trouble. Trouble once. I got. I have. I've been in trouble a couple times on Panther in the Panther world. I got. Uh, I got blocked by Derek Anderson. Wow. Um, yeah, that, this was fun because I wrote a story and the title of it was something like Derek Anderson calls bitch cop or something. <laughs> like, cause that's what he said. Like he tweeted, he was like these bitch ass cops and he got a ticket for his tent and he, un- he, and I wrote the story with that headline. He, uh, different were unblocked me on that. But one time I got, uh, I was talking junk about, you know, we have favorites, we have player favorites and we have players that aren't our favorite. Mm-hmm. And everybody loved Mike Tolbert back in the day. They loved him. And for the first year or so, he was awesome for the Panthers. But I tell you this, that big dancing-ass bear could not get run on <laughs> a short yardage. Like, he was the worst short yardage big fucker in the world. And I kept saying this on the like on Twitter and on the podcast, and his mom came at me. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Mama, Mama Tolbert was like, you need to come. Like, All right, yes, ma'am. Yes, man. Hey, that, hey, that's mama, man. Ain't too much time, <laughs> but that motherfucker, he could not get. I'd be like this. He needed like seven yards. If he got seven yards, he was like the damn bus. But if you need him get an inch, he couldn't. You know, he just needed. He couldn't get that steam. Chugga, 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 choo, choo. Teddy Bridgewater, do you think, you know, his girlfriend and him split up according Ooh, to this? Don't do this, man. Don't do that. <laughs> Hey man, it's in the news, we, bro. Yeah, I just thought that I was just wondering mm-hmm. is how many egg uh, what do they call the people that don't got a picture on Twitter? Eggheads or whatever. Egg, egg accounts. Yeah. Yeah. Is I wonder how many egg accounts have hit on her on ChristianMangle.com. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh like I, uh, not very Christian of them. Hey, hey, man. 
No, the Carolina oh, Panthers. We uh, told you it was going to be spicy, bro. Yeah, it's going to be. Yeah, I'm here for yeah. it. I already hey, know what that, that's up, what man. it is, man. We, we talk about everything here, man. But yeah, like, I do. think also the reason why we don't mind going in on Teddy so much is because, look, there was a real air of pompous around Teddy in his press conferences at the end of the season, not taking accountability for uh, missing DJ Moore in the back of the end zone, saying mm -hmm. that he's done enough. You know, the account said that he had 3,000-yard uh, receivers, but none of them had over five touchdowns. Like, that, that should say everything. And the fact that he still has this air of entitlement, like Teddy Bridgewater feels that he's entitled to something from the Panthers and that he was entitled to our fandom and all this other shit. And it, his actions have like made it where Panther fans on Twitter and Panther podcasts everywhere are like, nah, bro, this ain't it. Like it's fair game for us to talk whatever kind of shit about the man because his actions are kind of deserving of them. I think. Oh, oh Hey man. <laughs> when it when it comes to like personal stuff and like what he going through, that's on him. That's his business, man. It's already like tough for Don't like. Don't feel sorry for. Look, hey, I'm not feeling. Hey, I'm not feeling sorry for him. Think, think, of who, think, of who, think of who this is. Think of my week. Think of my week. <laughs> <laughs> I know Twitter and the social media is we're, we're hard, right? And yeah. we do okay being hard on Teddy on this podcast because we were doing it from the beginning. So it wasn't yeah, like all of a sudden, yeah. like, it was like, oh my God, now Teddy, he won the, this game. And we were like, oh, Teddy's the answer. No, is it from the very beginning? Nobody really thought it was a good move, period. So we get to be catalysts of that. On top of that, is that when you get $60 million, I mean, you got, you could either trade places. You can sit in my seat right here where you get a dollar 25 cent for doing this damn stream. And nobody talks shit about you on the internet, or you can get sixty million dollars, and they can talk shit about you on the internet. My question to you <laughs> is: It's been strange this off season. The Carolina Panthers have talked shit about Teddy Bridgewater, and this is kind of a bizarre. It's been so awkwardly blunt from the beginning. We were prepared for it because we were not fans. You know, none of us. This is what we've been saying, but. Matt Rule comes out at the end of the season and says, Teddy needs to have a tremendous offseason. I think great players play down the stretch. They figure out how to deal with injuries. He didn't do that. Right? I mean, like, comes out and says this. Then on top of that, David Tepper goes and says, um, until they ask him, what's your future of the quarterback? He says, until you feel like you got the guy, you're always looking for the guy. And we're looking for the guy is what he says. And then more comes out. Ted, Matt Rule at the Senior Bowls asked about the qualities of a quarterback that he would see as elite and as a franchise quarterback. He lists all these qualities, and they're opposite Teddy Bridgewater, like the opposite of what Teddy Bridgewater does. And then we have this Albert Breer report that now says that the Panthers have just said, look, he's got physical limitations, which Cody has been saying for the beginning. It's just not – he don't got it. You don't have the, it's not about, sometimes it's not about reading. Like I can read the book. I can do all this. I just can't dunk the goal. Right? I, don't have I, I always said that he plays scared. The, I, I even think there were. You don't have like enough that. arm, even if he wasn't scared. That's the thing. But, is like, I even disagree just, with that like, though. That's yeah, why he, no, that's why, no, that's why he infuriates you don't got it. it don't, I, I think there were. Throw I, lasers, bro. And I know he does. You are either the top of the top. Yes. Or you're not. 
I agree. That's what the whole point of the NFL is. It's the top 2%. And he's the he just crept in right now because he knows how to call plays. He knows how to do this. He don't have the physical ability that sets him apart for elite, elite talent, period. And I'm not even just talking about quarterback. I'm just talking about like he should be in the XFL. Well, and, and like my thing is that he does not if – if he can't make it or doesn't trust his arm – like he has seen receivers wide open down the field and has still chosen a, a three-yard checkdown. I mean, it's it's stuff like that. You know, now you see all the reports from all the different websites saying that David Tepper is determined to find a franchise quarterback. Um, and I'm happy that that at least they've gotten to that point. You know, I just think uh, there's a possibility it could be a uh, too little, too late, but. I don't know. I think at some point we really have to kind of realistically talk what we would be willing to give up for Deshaun Watson. Because even as we're here talking, uh, Tony Pauline or something from, I think, Monday Morning Quarterback has said that David Tepper is willing to give up whatever it takes to get Deshaun Watson. And I don't know about y'all, but I mean, listen, as someone who is a diehard Deshaun Watson fan, like, man, it's going to be tough if we have to give up Brian Burns. Like specifically Brian Burns to me because I think it's so fi- hard to find an elite-level pass rusher. And I think that we do have that in Brian Burns, and he's not anywhere near uh, what he's going to be down the road. But, man, not having a premier pass rusher, you know, we would hate to have an incredible offense, but then a defense that's lacking because we traded away uh, every player that we have. So it's going to be an interesting conversation going forward. Uh, as to you know, what is a reasonable amount to get uh, to give up for Deshaun? To- for me, how this is handled and and what happens in the next few months is, is going to solidify my thoughts on what what I, I feel about this Tepper rule regime, or it's going to change the change my my thinking. So. For me, everybody looks at Teddy Bridgewater and the signing, and they're like, "Oh, Teddy sucks," and it's that now after the fact. But nobody blames the people who put him in that place. Like nobody ever says anything about the guys who decided this was the guy we're going to give this money to. I know Herney was the GM, but he wasn't the only part of that. So Mm -hmm. I'm interested to see what they do with this future step, whether we get Watson or we get a quarterback or if we just completely swing and miss and don't do either or we just bust on whatever we do. It's going to really, really, for me, I think people are going to start talking about this Tepper and rule regime failing right off the bat. In that case, I think they're, they're getting a little bit of leeway for being the beginning of their regime, but nobody's talking about the people who put Teddy Bridgewater there. They're just talking about Teddy Bridgewater, which don't get me wrong. I've been talking about Teddy Bridgewater the whole time. I Very, very simple. But, uh, you know, there, there's more to it than just him. Somebody put him there. You know? Jason, let me uh, Jason, let me pose a question to you. What's up, as, man? As someone that follows this team. You know, one, well, let me ask you this. I don't think we've even gotten your opinion on this. It's been so long uh, since mm-hmm. we talked to you. Uh, what do you feel about Deshaun Watson potentially being a Carolina Panther? And I guess the second part to that question is, is there a too much in, in terms of what the Panthers might be willing to give up for Deshaun? Okay, so to answer the first part of your question, Deshaun Watson is my number one free agency the number one straight up i'm just gonna tell y'all this right now that man is top three in this league at the quarterback position top 
three easily. If he if he even had like a sliver of defense on that team, I'm not saying that they would immediately go to the playoffs, but the Texans would look pretty doggone all right. And yeah. knowing the talent that the Panthers have, like, why not go after them? They have the means to go get them. So shoot, go get it. And like, I, I'm kind of look at it, looking at it from the perspective of David Tepper. Like his yep. first couple of years, he had Cam here. But the thing with that is he didn't get Cam Cam. Do y'all know what I mean? Yeah. He got a debilitated Cam, which it right. sucks. But, you know, that's the business. And that's why he moved on from him in the first place. And so now him as well as Marty Herney went after Teddy Bridgewater. And that ship might darn near be sold now. So sailed now. But like, oh, it's like. He's probably tired, man. He's probably tired of mid-quarterbacks. Yeah. The man yeah. is tired. I'm tired of watching We're that. all tired. Yeah. Man. We're, We're all tired. tired. So yeah. if you have the means to go get them, then go get them, which yeah. leads to the second part of your question. Right. And look, man, I love Brian Burns. I love Brian Burns, dude. But you're saying whatever it takes. Brian, whatever it takes. Bring- Okay, I fi- and I can't even it, say you're wrong. Hey, but part of negotiation is that you don't necessarily have to throw him out there first. Unless right. they specifically ask for him, I'm not putting him in an offer. Are you no, kidding me? No, no, no. If they ask for him, I feel like it would be a different story. And to be honest, I feel like they're going to ask for him, especially considering that, you know, J.J. Watt's gone, and I feel like their pass rush is pretty lackluster as of right now. Mm-hmm. So... They they might ask for him, and Panthers fans, I want y'all to be ready because David Tepper is not gonna just look away and be right. like, nah, like we got to keep our guys. He is tired. I guarantee y'all, he is tired of watching mediocre quarterback play. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like all the fans are as well. So mm-hmm. I'm the, I have the position where it's just like I'm not gonna make that offer. But if they ask for Brian Burns or yeah, honestly, he's the only guy I would feel like kind of questionable on. Like McCaffrey, like from the beginning, I was like, look, if they want McCaffrey, man, like y'all can have him. Especially knowing that running backs don't have as much value as quarterback in today's league. Right. It's just like whatever it takes, man, whatever it takes. And, you know, that's part of the reason I, I'm kind of thinking, and anyone jump in if you think I'm wrong, that Christian McCaffrey's trade value might not be as good as we think it is. Because mm-hmm. like, how many other people are willing to take on? I mean, granted, I know we were, we're going to have to pay him seventeen million no matter what if right. we trade him. That's or not thing, we have actually, to pay him. that's a good. It's a that's why he might be good trade bait and bad for us to trade though. Yeah, well, yeah but then, yeah, yeah, not beneficial because we have to if we trade him uh, this year. And I asked uh, because I saw Bill Voth tweet this, and I wanted to know why this was. He said, if we traded Christian McCaffrey, the Carolina Panthers have to take on $14 million against the cap. And I asked, really? I said, well, like, why don't, why doesn't the other team just have to take everything? Well, the guaranteed money, they don't take mm-hmm. the guaranteed money. Mm-hmm. The guaranteed money is given by the team that signed the deal and it's prorated because while they're on that while they're on the team but once they are off the team it's no longer prorated like you gotta you gotta pay it so if we were to trade christian mccaffrey the other team would get a player but they wouldn't get that 14 million bucks they would just get his salary so can i ask this to everybody what's up man who is the out of all the players on our team who are the most valuable assets 
we have McCaffrey and, like, and Burns. Oh my bad. Cool. What about so, I mean, yeah. So, and but that, that's another thing. Like, do okay. If David Tepper is saying we're gonna, he's willing to give up anything. Does that mean even our first year guys that look pretty good, like are Brian Burns and and Jeremy Chan also considered a part of this? You know, anything goes. And that's kind of you, you weren't here, Tony, when I asked this, but um, I was asking the guys like. How much is too much for Deshaun? Like what? Like what? what if we traded for Deshaun, what makes you say, "Oh man, we gave up way too much"? And there's like, only there. players on the team that uh, I feel that way, and they're both on the defense. Maybe three, and they're all on the defense: is De- Brown, Chin, and Burns. Brown being because we have so long on his contract, and you drafted him to be something that he is. Jeremy Chen is this, but here, isn't it kind of insane if you said this, if you picked a team in the league and you said, what are the things that you would not give up? And we're really down to two players, maybe three. Isn't that wild that there's only three players and and maybe like I wouldn't, would you say DJ Moore's off the table? No, but I don't think that's, That's insane, isn't it? That there are so few assets on your team that you'd be. I've been like, I'll take it. Like, would we be that much different? Well, Well, when it it comes to Burns, Chin, Brown, and those those four right there, I think those are the four top guys you're going to get. I'll take, I'm willing to give up almost anything, and I'm willing to give up any of those players, but I'm not giving up more than two of those players together in one draft. They're not getting like, you know, like mm-hmm. th- that's just too much to give up. If we, we got to keep at least two of those four players, I don't care what combination of them you take. What uh, if they said they want DJ? Like what if they say they want DJ and Burns? DJ Warren Burns, take them. Yes. But, so that's the thing. yes. but here's like, the deal. Okay. If you're David Tepper and, and Scott Fitter and, and even Joe Brady and Matt Rule, like part of the allure to bring Deshaun Watson here Mm -hmm. has to be because of the receivers that we have, right? Mm -hmm. I want you guys to remember something. You can replace those mugs so easily. I mean, listen, ultimately, Godwin's going to be a free agent. Listen, Mm. I I hear you, and ultimately, Tony, I do agree, and I've said on the podcast that running back and receiver, you can find a bunch of great talent even in the later (laughs) rounds of the draft. So ultimately, I don't disagree with you. But I want you guys to remember something. Nobody thought or even mentioned DeAndre Hopkins as one of the best wide receivers in the NFL until 2017 when Deshaun Watson was throwing him the football. He he made plays before, but no one gave DeAndre Hopkins the real credit as a number one receiver until he had a dog throwing him the football. Well, I remember saying, distinctly. Well, I remember well, distinctly him having an entire conversation about how he wanted to be paid before his rookie contract was up because he was playing. He was balling out with yeah. shit quarterbacks. Like right. he was. He's been a good. He's been a. He's top been, he's been, he's been top guy right. since but his first year in the NFL. What, but you're making my point though. He Let's was doing. Like, you're, you're doing it. He was doing it incredible. But at the end of the day, his numbers had to overcome quarterbacks that weren't up to par. And by the way, and this is the parallel that I'm making here, I'm telling you guys that DJ Moore has a similar trajectory. DJ Moore has gotten better 
every single year for the Carolina Panthers. I used to drag him over hot coals about not separating well at the top of his drop or at the top of his routes. Uh, and he has really gotten better at that. He has put in time and effort. And what, this is the second year in a row now that my man is at a thousand yards. Uh, mm -hmm. What if we have a true superstar receiver on our team, the heir apparent to Steve Smith, like Steve Smith wanted him to be on draft mm -hmm. night. What if Deshaun Watson just brings out the inner superstar of everyone on our offense? Like, I think that if we're going to trade, you have to think that we have such a dynamic receiving core now that Deshaun Watson could make that trio of DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, and Robbie Anderson Dude, that could be that's legal, why I man. don't think that's why I don't think that Deshaun Watson would be scared away if you traded him to the Panthers and all of a sudden Curtis Samuel was lost to free agency, DJ Moore was part of the trade, and and say or one and Robbie Anderson, one of the two was part of the trade. I think it's because you know that you could get we saw what Cam Newton did with Bums. In 2015, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? He was just average people. So imagine if you knew you've learned from that lesson, you make this, you get the Sean Watson, and then you, you sign somebody in free agency. That's pretty good for not too much. And then you go and get a receiver in the second round. All of a sudden these, these mugs can cook. You know what I'm saying? Like I would, be, I would, be, you know, I'd rather have a, a cook in the kitchen than a bunch of food when nobody knows how to do anything with shout it. Shout out, shout out, Moneybags Lawson. He said, y'all mm -hmm. remember Devin Funches and Benjamin, right? Like, I, I, at one point in time, they were supposed to be the one that the ones that were going to cook. And, uh, yeah. you know, so it's like, you know, you, you really like do Cam have got Cam made, a, like, look, we were, you can make, you can find receivers in this league that can play. Yeah, for sure. You know what I'm and, saying? And you really can. And I'm not saying that, like, uh, you can just find the next DJ Moore or something like that. But I don't think he's, like, irreplaceable. I don't think, even for me, for somebody who, like, my favorite is Robbie Anderson. Like, I think Robbie Anderson just balled out last year. Like, he did stuff that's not even in his comfort zone. And Mug is still doing it. Like, he plays. He's a player. But like, if he was gone on the Panthers, and then we just had to go and get, and we had to find somebody else, and we had Deshaun Watson, I'd be like, all right, <laughs> we can do this. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, look, look at what Cam had to deal with in New England. Like, yeah, but, you can buy you that 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 same more out of that than it is to make something out of great receivers and a bum ass quarterback. But doesn't that also prove the point, though? Like, we say it's easy to find receivers. Well, we didn't have a receiver except for one year with Kelvin Benjamin, thanks to you know Cam Newton making him look like he's a freaking superstar. Mm -hmm. Like, and that was ever since. See, this is the first time we've had a, a receiver that we can consider to be like the, our go-to receiver that we want to have back it? every single year. Who is it? DJ Who is Moore. It? Really? Yes. See, that's yes. the thing. Is that that's why I'm not so crazy about it because, like, yeah, he's been very good, but like. D, I feel like he and Robbie Anderson in the same season. But no, no, not at all. Nah, Robbie Anderson. Nah. Robbie Anderson had a good three first games, and then after that, it was just again the dink and dunk. Robbie it was Anderson didn't just get the touchdowns because why is it his fault? I don't know. 
Like you he know, not DJ Moore's fault either that that he he, he looked like a better receiver. Out. Look it up. Somebody look I'm, it I'm up. Looking yeah, it up I, right? I, I'm looking I, it up. I, I am too. Look up what. And I know DJ had more touchdowns, right? And the question is, is DJ great in space and stuff like that? But what if you kept Curtis Samuel then? Well, that's another Curtis, thing. Like, is Curtis Samuel and Robbie Anderson duo much different than DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson? Okay. I prefer DJ and uh, – Yeah, not uh, what you – Okay. DJ and, and Curtis Samuel. What? Together? That's it? I, I I consider DJ or I consider DJ a number one. I consider Robbie Anderson a number two. Um, you know, in my personal opinion of what I've seen with Robbie Anderson this year, I don't think he's bad, but I think he's a number two wide receiver. I think Curtis Samuel is a number two wide receiver. Do you think DJ is true? And I'm going to ask Jason this. I'm going to ask you a hard question, Jason. Hey, let's go. Do you think that DJ Moore has number one numbers or? Is a number one with number one numbers, and what I mean by that is, like I look at you can find numbers, lots of catches, lots of yards, but is he in the same conversation as Julio, DeAndre, um, Tyree Kill? Like, is he really? So I wonder, are the numbers truly indicative that he's a number one, or does he just kind of have number one numbers? Well, you see, bad. No, no, you go ahead. He was asking you that question. Well, you know, it's levels to being. Uh, look, you can be a wide receiver one and not be like the cream of the crop. The guys you just named, that's the cream of the crop. That's the best of the best. You can still be a number Amari one receiver. Cooper. Amari, we could put up Amari. I would say Amari. I think he's on that level. Yeah. I feel like, hmm, let me think. What would be a good comparison? I would say, like, um, ain't no dig. Oh, I forgot Diggs. Forgot Stefan Diggs. I forgot. Okay, he's not. A, those are cream of the like top guys, though. People. There's like ten people. I could maybe not ten. There's like seven guys. I would say that so, just their name alone strikes more fear and excitement. By the way, and Tony, what you're saying right now is why I mentioned DeAndre Hopkins. Because DJ is never going to be mentioned in that category until he has a franchise quarterback throwing the football at him. Exactly. I do have some. I do have some. I get it. I, we I saw what Steve Smith. We saw uh, what happened with Steve Smith. Steve Smith was amazing with Delone. Delone falls off. We got those three years. Everybody thought Steve Smith was done. You put in Cam. All of a sudden, they took Steve Smith off the That's shelf, and for two years he was golden. And by the way, okay. so, so, so you so, truly so, believe that? So you truly believe? Yes, one hundred percent golden. Well, so then, is he not the most uh, enticing trade bait then? Well, but let me let me well, let me. Uh, so this is what uh, one, this is one set of numbers that I want to point out. Uh, he had the least amount of receptions on the team compared to the other mm-hmm. two guys, Robbie Anderson and Curtis Samuel. Okay. And he still yep. and yeah, he only had sixty six and still had the most touchdowns out mm-hmm. of any of the receivers mm-hmm. and and had the most uh, and had the most yards at uh, one thousand at one thousand one hundred and ninety three. Right, but that one thousand one hundred ninety three is only ninety seven more than than Robbie Anderson had. 
He did, right. less, he, he, did, he, did, he, he did it on less catches, which means he had a better average, which is better. You're right. And he only had one more touchdown. So it's not like the difference between three and four touchdowns is that huge. So Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore had basically the exact same year. No, DJ Moore, just, DJ, Moore, DJ Moore just did it with a lot more less passes. Hey, I agree. Imagine getting him the ball more. About 30 less. About 30 less. Robbie Anderson had 95. DJ Moore had 66. That is a lot less. It's a lot less, but I'm saying that the production was the same. So what does it matter if the production was the same? They were making Robbie part of the game. They weren't like DJ Moore was wide open down the field, and Teddy Bridgewater would refuse to throw the ball. A number of times. Oh, a number of times. There was about. There was no DJ Moore next year. We go and get a wide receiver, and we pair him with the Robbie Anderson. We can't get Robbie free. You know, but this is this is the thing, guys. Like we're not done filling out the holes in our defense, Mm -hmm. and and, and then to now say, okay, all right, well, we're going to trade away DJ Moore. Like I'm telling you, you you guys are gonna miss DJ Moore. Oh yeah, DJ Moore is not on. It's not on the team. You're trying to ask me like you're really trying to ask me about questions about this trade, and you ask me who's off limits, who's not off limits, this and that. And right now, I'm saying this. I think this. Mark me down for this. It's easier to replace DJ Moore than it is to replace Brian Burns. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I don't have a problem with that. And that's my point. You know, is that is is that I don't know what and I don't think we have to really even be talking about players so much when it comes to the Texans a deal. Number one, I don't think we're primed to land Deshaun Watson. I just don't. I don't think we have the assets. I don't think it's about cap money. I don't think it's about talent on the team you got really. Maybe partially, but it's really about draft assets. For the Texans, how, it's not, it's yeah, not how can how can the Texans? What are can you give them that in, that entices them to give away the prize, which is an elite quarterback, with the opportunity of a complete rebuild faster than they could ever do before? And so, right now, the Miami Dolphins have two first round picks. The Jets have two first round picks. I know the Jets have more cap money than than we do right so they could trade away picks and still not give up as much because then they can maybe get some free agents they can do some different things the carolina panthers don't have the most enticing pick at eight that's the thing is the miami dolphins have a what a third and two they could offer the jets have second and the 23rd they can offer despite how much how many first round picks the Carolina Panthers can offer for the next decade. You can do a lot more with picks clumped together if you're the Texans. And that's why I don't think the Panthers are in the front running for Deshaun Watson. Yeah. It's, it's not just about that though. Right. Because Deshaun has to pick where he wants to go. If he doesn't, if if they, if if, if they say they want to send him the jets and he doesn't want to go to the jets, then he doesn't waive his no trade clause. So he can hold them hostage. So do yeah. you want to take the care? Like if he if, just say, for instance, he Carolina's where he wants to go. He says, I'm not going anywhere else. Are you going to not trade to Carolina because you're only getting the eighth pick and whatever we're offering? Or are you going to let him well, sit out for this season? Until, you know, why the right? hell would he say that? I, I'm, I'm not saying he will, but I'm just saying you never, he's from here. I mean, you, Clemson, Carolina, he, he's, he's familiar with Carolina. He has reason to come here. 
He has reason Miami to come here. I mean, last year. What? I, I think there's one thing going for the Carolina Panthers and the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes. We're in the NFC. Yeah, yeah. but that's probably is the, the Jets and the Dolphins both AFC teams. So yeah. the road for the Texans would go through Deshaun Watson. So it's but, a lot easier to trade him to the other conference. I would think that's the only thing that we have going in our. All right, tell, or what else? Tell me what is the one thing we have? Maybe an, an owner that has a hard on. Yeah, I mean, dude, billionaires get what they want. I don't know if you've noticed how our world is run, but billionaires get what the fuck they want, dude. And, and David Tepper is, you know, he's used to Wall Street and other aspects of life. You know, uh, he's not used to uh, his money uh, not being his strongest asset. And whether he likes it or not, it doesn't matter what he's willing to give up. If the Houston Texans say, look, we're going to be picking at eight, there's a bunch of other quarterback needy teams that would then be ahead of us. And you're giving us Teddy Bridgewater in return. Like there's a scenario where they trade away Deshaun Watson and then don't get their own franchise quarterback in return. So that trade is never worth it for them. Again, unless they have our uh, first and second pick for the next two or three years. So, I mean, they would have to be willing to kick that can down the road on a quarterback, but that's not likely because I don't know if you guys have followed the Texans, but they're going to need something to ingratiate themselves to their fans. They, they don't have J.J. Watt anymore. Deshaun well, that's Watson why Watson number eight pick is not enough. I number agree, man. It does ooh, not get ooh. them the quarterback, and right. without – Quarterback, you could give them Christian McCaffrey, you could give them Brian Burns, you can give them all of this. They ain't got the quarterback and they lost to Sean Watson. And then they're sitting like we are on the bubble, hoping and praying that someone slips that you really believe in. Trey Lance, Justin Fields, that's it. He's the only guy slipping that I could I'm gonna even think about. The Carolina that's where we're not primed. We don't have the juice. And maybe unless it's like a three-way trade. I, I was just about to suggest that. I've been thinking one up. Yeah. Oh, okay. There, and then the other one is a lot of people have been talking about the Houston Texans and the, C, uh, the Seattle Seahawks thinking about a swap because of um, what's his name? Russell Wilson's dissatisfaction. Now, let me. I want to ask this for Kevin. Kevin asked, DJ Moore or CMC? If you had to, part, if they're part of the deal, which one's easier? But I'm, I'm picking one to stay or to go. Oh, that's a good question. No, I'm gonna say to go, and then he can figure out if he meant. We already stay. know uh, Cody's answer here, dude. But you know what the fucked up thing about it is? If it wasn't for the money that we already paid him, I would pick CMC. I would want CMC to stay. But I, I think that now the the reason why I put more importance on DJ Moore right now is because we're probably not gonna land Curtis Samuel. So we're not going to have Curtis Samuel coming back, and we're not going to have DJ Moore coming back. Like what? Just Robbie Anderson? Now you're you're going from maybe you can draft a supplemental receiver in the second or third round to now you have to draft at least one or two receivers. By the way, you also you also need four other players on the offensive line. You need a tight end because we don't have that. You know, it's like if you're going to bring Deshaun here. You know, I know he elevated a bunch of bums last year, but, dude, we have to have a legitimate uh, receiving core for Deshaun, and we can have that without McCaffrey. 
Jason, your your answer to that question: If we had to get, if we were going to land Deshaun Watson, and one of these players had to go, which one would you rather go? Uh, oh man, y'all not not DJ Moore has to go, man. DJ Moore has to I go. Agree. Oh, I agree. Listen, hear me out. 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 I'm with hear you, bro. Listen, if I'm it's with. between those two specifically, yeah, that's it. There's no I, other. I feel like listen. I feel like a lot of people forgot about McCaffrey, man. And like yes, the people folks for, okay, all right. Just imagine, like, I don't think it's gonna happen. I think if the trade was going to happen, McCaffrey's gonna be gone. That's just me. But if I had the option between the two, I'm keeping McCaffrey. What can you imagine a backfield with Deshaun Watson and McCaffrey. Here's the question question for you. If you're Deshaun Watson, which one do you want? Oh, and I bet this is Deshaun Watson, who has never had a run game behind him with the Texans, would much rather have a multi-tool, versatile weapon like CMC, and not to say that DJ Moore is one-dimensional, not trying to say that, but you guys, like, I get a, a, a run game and a receiver. Dude, I've been making, I've been making Will Fuller look like he should be in the Pro Bowl. No, Will Fuller. <laughs> Will Fuller is good as fuck. It's just, it's just always just hurt. hurt. Yeah. 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 But still, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. Hey, All yeah, right. Uh, you want to hear my trade real quick? Yeah. Oh, What's yes. Up, yeah. So I got a three-team trade here between Miami, Carolina, and Houston. Okay, so Houston, okay. Houston's going to get Tua, DJ Moore, and the 18th pick. Miami gets JJ Watt and the eighth pick, and Carolina gets a third. Can't pick. get JJ Watt. Yeah, they, they, they let him go. They released JJ Watt. Oh, that really yeah, sure trade. did. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Devonte Parker. It was a good trade too. I was like, oh man, tried, good man. trade. Oh. You get an A for effort anyway. Yeah, man. I get uh, JJ is enjoying free agency right I, now. And you know, um, a couple of things to think about while we take this bank call is we haven't seen multi-team trades. In football, in years, if ever, I can't remember the last one I've ever seen. And there was maybe there is going to be a style. We know that the NFL is sort of a copycat league, and to a certain degree, you see somebody run a fake punt, and everybody's running a fake punt. The LA Rams and what they did by moving golf to the Lions, and there's part of that is. Uh, immediate need versus salary dump. I wonder if we get to see any more trends like that popping up in the NFL. And I don't know if the Carolina Panthers are going to be part of them. I'm just saying, like, why is it that the NFL happens to be the most boring entity when it comes to trades? Like, they really aren't. That's the one thing they're not good at is, like, this, like, blockbuster. It's just free agency. A couple of years, yeah. Rarely, I don't mm-hmm. even trades being a real option for teams. Well, I like think the draft behind the scenes, and you don't really see it. It's not very visual. Yeah, what I'm trying to say it's like we don't get the Ricky Williams deal or the what was the one for Minnesota? Is it uh to Dallas or Dallas to Minnesota? Herschel Walker, Herschel Walker. Oh, right, yeah. like we don't see a lot of, but in NBA, these mugs will be trading these mugs and be like mid season. Mm-hmm. 
they have a little more fluidity with their contracts in the NBA. Mm-hmm. The, the players, the, the player association, in the NBA is run so much better than it is. So much better. It's insane. They, 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 they get a way better deal. They're way better represented. So. All right. Well, let's go to the cat calls. The number is 252-228-5098. Smash the thumbs up button if you like this content. If you don't like this content, smash the thumbs down button because here, ha to you, is YouTube looks at the analytics the same. It's just reactions. So by smashing the thumb, just don't do nothing. That's my point. Smash up, smash down, subscribe, leave a comment, be a part of the show. 252-228-5098. Hey, guys. This is Chuck from Elizabeth City College. Chuck. All right, this topic for me today, and I can hear the big size. I can see the eye rolls. But I want to address something about the 2015 Carolina Panthers. The greatest team that we probably ever did have. Yeah. Of course, we've never won the Super Bowl. In 2015, not only do we have Cam Newton, who won the MVP, and we made it to the Super Bowl, but I want you to look at that year. We were two plays away, two to three plays away that year from being the only 16 and 0 perfect season. Why do you gotta do this to us, Super Bowl team. Why, why are we doing this? The Dolphins Make 14 me cry. 72 were the only ones. Why are you bringing up bullshit, Chuck? We're two plays away, three at the most. <clears throat> the Atlanta game that we lost the 16th week, a miraculous Julio Jones catch over a falling <clears throat> I was thinking about that too the other day. He doesn't make that play. We probably win that game. Fucking who? Super Bowl, man. we know the strip sack fumble. If just another that DJ doesn't Moore happen, we can look at the Contra catch the ball two plays before or whatever. <laughs> if the strip sack fumble does not happen, even if we punt, you're probably not even talking about Cam falling on the fumble on the, in the end of the game when we're down 16 to 10. We probably win that game. Mm-hmm. I'm bringing it up. Why are you doing we this to us, three Chuck? plays away ah. from having the only unblemished 16 and 0 Super Bowl team. I know we traded all so in sad. to be like so the Giants the year with Eli, where they went 10 and 6 and upset New England in the Super Bowl. Now look at Tampa Bay this year winning the Super Bowl with Tom Brady. Not even as close. Bad as that team has been lately until this year, at the bottom of the division for the most part for the past decade. They did build through the draft, and, and they did have Tom Brady come in and bring guys this year. But the one thing that team did this year, they were close to barely being a 9-7 and seven and 10-16. and 16. They finished 11-5. and five. They got hot. You know, mind you, they did beat us worse than anybody else this year, but they were a team that did not even win the division in a wild card. Could have easily lost to the Saints in the playoffs. They had been swept by them that year, this year. Green Bay is a game they won in freezing cold. Yes, they did have the Super Bowl in Tampa at home, and the Chiefs had the decimated line, and they crushed them. And I'm not taking anything away from Tampa. I think if we could switch places, we would say yes. We would gladly go in the playoffs as a wild card. All right. Cut him off. Chuck, I'm finishing my rant. Guys, I guess what I'm saying is – Sad times. Tampa Bay this year, yeah, we would switch places with them. But the thing about it is, 
the Tampa Bay Buccaneers didn't even win their division this year. They get in the playoffs as a wild card, and they win the Super Bowl, and that's all we're going to remember. Yeah. I guess I'm bringing the point of the two contrast up is because we were two plays away from a perfect season, one that no one would have ever Winning the Super Bowl is everything. Takes away a lot of the hurt and the pain, and it is the only thing. But can you really look at this Tampa Bay Buccaneers squad that won this year and say it's a magical season? No, no, I don't they agree. Were the best at all. They I, well, yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. I don't think they've been. I don't think they're like Here the we team had, that can beat the past. We just blew it on one or two plays because of coaching and just. Uh, all right, thanks, we, Chuck. We got we appreciate that call, uh, Chuck. I, I don't appreciate that calling this one thing. It's thank you, Chuck, for being part of it. My man is part of the podcast. I love this dude. I love yeah. people that call in. I love people that chat. But damn, Chuck, why you got to drag us through sadness? Sadness. Two sadness. plays. I don't know about two, three yes. plays. I don't know yes, about yes, that, bro. Were. I don't know yeah, about don't, that. Well, man. can I say two yeah, things? Say four or five. Uh, but it, if Graham Gano, if Graham Gano hits a Oh, wait. If I'm going to hit that field goal, all of a sudden this game, you're not having to try to pass downfield. You got like a lot of different options later on. The Graham Gano miss field goal put us in a situation that was more tenuous. In the Atlanta game or the Super Bowl? No, the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Right. And so here is that you've got uh, that all of a sudden that's a three point game or a tie game. It's three or tied at that point if that happens, and it changes the whole dynamic. You don't got to try to score a touchdown. You just got to put. You got to get a field goal. This and that. The catch. The Cotchery catch. Mm-hmm. Cotchery catches the ball, and the new rules would say. And he catch. did catch that ball, by the way. Yeah, he yes. did. So, like, is that mm-hmm. you're right? We are. We were two plays. I think what Chuck is really trying to strike at in that call is that while we're not trying to take away from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, right? We're not trying to take away from them. Like you could be like, somebody might low cut them with the, Oh, you tried to build a super team. Oh, you're a wild card team. I just think this is, I would play. If I was the Carolina Panthers I, in 2015, I would play the 2020 books. Like, I'm all right. Like, I will put our team up against that team. I'm not saying we're going to win at 100-100, but I think we beat that team. I, I mean, think, so, like, I don't know about that one, bud. I mean, who was a better defense? Like, the Chiefs were in shambles, this and that camp. I mean, nah. Like, I think – do you really think that the Bucks is one of the most historically great Super Bowl teams? I don't. Shoot, they won a Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, like, kind of like, I mean, like if you want to like, the we, best Super Bowl teams we've ever seen, would you say that they're going to be? That's a question. Like, um, Brady has played um, Russell Wilson before in the Super Bowl, right? right. I believe mm-hmm. he's lost and won, won maybe one only. But no, do you no, really? He's never is lost the best Super Bowl lost the, uh, Broncos or something, didn't he? Yeah, they they beat the Broncos. Yeah, are yeah, the Bucks one of the that. best Super Bowl teams you've ever seen? And for me, I'm gonna say that they're a good Super Bowl team, but they're not one of the greatest. That's my. I'll opinion. say this. I say is I'd say they're one of the best coach, but talent and I guess like on paper, 
probably not. I agree with you. But that game plan that they set up for the Chiefs, I mean, yeah, they had Mike Remmers. But then it's that same Mike Remmers that yes. – that That's what I'm trying to tell y'all. Like, Mike it would be the same thing. Like, like, we're talking about two, three plays away, but how are they going to get downfield when our defense was more, in the backfield? Yeah. Our defense was more dynamic – than the Chiefs. I don't know, man. The Panthers, Ooh, look, the Panthers team in 2015 was better mm-hmm. than the team this year. I'll was straight better, up. Was better than what? Say that again. The 2015 Panthers were better than the 2020 Chiefs. All around, yes. They weren't as good offensively, yeah. but they were better defensively. I just say, we were still really good I offensively. I'll play good. anybody with that 2015 team except for fucking Von Miller. They had better, they had better uh, offensive weapons than us. But dude, that I'm telling you, that prime Cam Newton putting the fucking team on his back. Bro, uh, like we might, sad. like we might. No, that's the real sad thing. And then we got to move on. I'm sorry, Chuck, but, love you. but that call was a bummer. But the one thing that bumps me <laughs> out. The one thing that bums me out about that, and again, man, uh, you know, Cam just did an I Am Athlete podcast and mm-hmm. talked a lot for a long time and really opened up. But, like, the, the sad thing to me as someone who uh, whose passion for NFL football was completely reignited by Cam Newton, um, I think the real sad thing is that we're probably not going to see that vintage just put – you know, put it down, destroying defenses, Cam Newton again. Um, and to me, that's the most sad thing. And also to answer Charles directly, uh, I I disagree with you, man. Like, I, I'm almost kind of happy that we lost to Atlanta because wouldn't it be even worse? Oh, shut up. If the Pan- no, listen, dude. Yeah, if the Panthers up. were fucking 16 uh, and then got their dick knocked in the dirt in the Super Bowl, you're going to tell me that that wouldn't sting even no. more? No. Under 15-1 Super Bowl championship it is just as good yeah. as 16-0. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with him. It's a potential. Listen. Cody, you usually the BD, Teddy BD up here in there. Usually throwing it oh, out there saying, this is what we think about stuff. No. Is that if you want to win the Super Bowl and you have the opportunity of winning under, I would rather lose the Super Bowl 16 and one or whatever it is, 17 and one. What would it make you? Whatever the fuck. If you went 16 0, you have to win 19. You'd be 19 0 if you won the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's I why that Patriots. I would be. Why, nah, I would yeah. want the opportunity to be the perfect team. Yeah, I, I would want it. Like, it. Come Cody, on, are, so Cody, are, just win the Super Bowl. I want to win the Super Bowl. Okay, are you? Are you? So are you saying that if you were nine and seven and were a wild card team and won the Super Bowl, it wouldn't mean as much as if you were a sixteen and zero team and won the Super Bowl? No, no, no. That's not what he no, was no, saying. No, no, let me let, let me say it clear what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. Listen, we had Va- we had Mike Remmers going up against Von Miller. That was going to be a problem, no matter what our record was that year. Right. What I'm saying is, I would I'm 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 happy that we ended up going 15 and one instead of 16 and zero, and then to lose it all in the Super Bowl and be that one more fucking team that almost got to the top of the mountain. We could have been called the perfect 
Panthers. That's how that's history. Point. I want to be the perfect. But no, but it, we, they would have lost. That's what he's saying. I don't care. Yeah, they were going to lose. That's what we did not have the opportunity. We could have won the Super Bowl, and guess what? We didn't have the opportunity to be the perfect Panthers. But wouldn't you rather be the perfect? Right. You, you, you don't have to climb that perfect mountain to win the championships. Was what I'm, I'm saying. not saying like, that you have to, but yeah, what I'm saying it'd be is nice to, but that you have the opportunity to. That's what I want to do. I don't want to lose a game just for the sake of getting the dust of rust off. Fuck so, that. I want to go into that bitch ready to fuck them oh, up. Yeah. Let me ask you this. If you could not oh, change my that mom's outcome. The <laughs> yeah, right, right as you say. It's I know what you're saying, Cody. Go for it. Yeah, exactly if, yeah. So, okay, Tony. It, it, let's say you couldn't change the outcome of the Super Bowl, right? And, and we we're going to lose that game no matter what. You would, like... You're telling me that it doesn't hurt even more if we had an undefeated season. Yeah, I'm a Tony. Beat every single football team and then only to lose it in the Super Bowl. No, because I'm more more embarrassed. I'm more embarrassed. Mom, put your hands over your ears, Mom. I'm telling you, Mama Dunn, you're going to, I'm going to have to kick you out, but for this one thing. And that is, fuck that. I am not wanting to lose to the Falcons ever. That's more embarrassing to me is losing the yeah, Falcons after winning for the Falcons. That's more embarrassing to me. No, I mean, I no, hate that it was the Falcons. No. But yeah, I me feel too. Like I feel in my point. Like, I, I, no, I feel your point. I, I think feel, we just disagree. Right. I yeah, I think we just disagree. It. Yeah. it would burn I so it. much more. I am not feeling it because I disagree. Yeah. I would rather have the opportunity to walk out of the building like this then to say, oh, then to walk out of the building kind of like Okay, CK is You're going to be sad no matter what. Okay, all right, CK. Oh, no, 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 no. Look, CK, me and Jason are saying it hurt worse. Thank you, Chuck. It would hurt worse to be 16 and 0. What say you? If you couldn't change the Super Bowl and and that it stayed the same no matter what, would you prefer to be 15 and 1? Or have the burn of 16 and 0 and falling short? So it's a tough question because obviously it's gonna hurt regardless if you if you lose the Super Bowl, which we did. I think personally, we're the 2015 Carolina Panthers are gonna be forgotten in a matter of seven or eight years. Right? Agreed. Nobody's Agreed. gonna remember them. Uh, if we were 16 and 0, uh, even okay. though we may have lost the Super Bowl. They're going to remember the Panthers seven or eight years from now. Brody, take an L on this one, bro. Just take an L on And this. I'm not going to front. CK made a damn good point. Like, people, like, I mean, this is a good question. Are people going to remember, like, are people going to remember the 2015 Patriots? Or not are the Panthers in the way that people talk about? Uh, what was their undefeated season, the Patriots? The 2007, I think? 18 and uh, 1. Uh, uh, 2007, yeah. Yeah, 2007. Like, you know, uh, uh, is it, will history remember the Panthers uh, like that team that lost to the Giants that year? I don't know. It's kind of all conjecture, but I just know being six. Yeah, because you're wrong, man. Sometimes Cody can be wrong. It's possible. That hasn't it been doesn't happen very often, but no. it is true. What? Is this? Is that? Would you rather hit a walk off home run or a walk off single? And I got to say this. I want to hit the walk-off home run. 
That's what I'm saying. The number's 252-228-5098. Smash the thumbs up button. Get in the comments and tell me this. Would you rather be 16-0 with a – or what is it? 19-1 and with a Super Bowl loss or 19 – or 18-2? and Whatever. Tell them, Greg, what the numbers are. Well, if you go undefeated in the regular season, you'd be 19-0 I mean, to, to go undefeated. Would you rather be 18-1 and or, or seventeen? Or, or, yeah, that's well, what no, you're, you're going to be. You're going to be eighteen and one. Well, yeah, I guess. Yeah, we, well, yeah we eighteen, 18, 18 and one, or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You're wrong, Cody. You're wrong, man. You got to walk off, man. That Super Bowl yeah. would have been. You still lose to the Falcons. To lose. That's the. That's what he's trying to say. Yes, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Does you lost the game. Falcons make. Yeah, you're losing. The, you're losing the Super Bowl. You're losing the Super Bowl regardless. And it would have been fine, so- but we beat the Falcons. But we beat. No one cares fan. about beating the Falcons. Other yeah, than I, do. I do. I hate no one, like no one's talking about. No one is talking about that Panthers team. Like so you would rather about. lose an extra game than win an extra game. And right. we shut them I, out that I, year. I got y'all. I got y'all. This is for the culture, I guess. But maybe, I, maybe that, I'm saying for the culture. Maybe that's the way, even that well. year. Even that year, we we, uh, we shut out Atlanta at home. And then it was a close game when we lost to them in Atlanta. So, yeah. like, what you know. I don't ever want to lose to the Falcons. I don't care, man. I hate those mugs. Next call. <laughs> Panthers podcast. How y'all doing? My, My man, G. Yeah. G. Hey, man. It was a crazy last week, wasn't it? Good gracious, man. Trey Boston, he's gone. And that hurt me. It really did. He he isn't the best safety, but he went to my 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 diehard love for college football, University of North Carolina. You know, I know there's a lot of Clemson fans out there. Cody, you know what I'm saying? But I love my damn Tar Heels, but he's gone. You know, Weatherly's gone, man. Damn, K1 Short is gone. The punter is gone. You know, something is about to happen this year, man. Hopefully for the best. I still wouldn't mind Deshaun Watson. But honestly, the way it's looking, them cats want too much. They they want too much for this damn dude, man. I do not want to get rid of Christian McCaffrey. The other side of me is telling me, you know, that I heard Cody talk about it too. He paid him all this money and everything like that, and you know I don't know. I'm I'm on the fence. I really don't want to get rid of Christian McCaffrey though, because who the hell is gonna take his his place? Like like for real? Are you gonna draft somebody? Are you gonna pick somebody up in free agency? And speaking of free agency, I'm gonna be the first one to say it. I would like Patrick Peterson to be a Carolina Panther, man. Hmm. I would love him to come to Carolina. Him or that one corner out in New England? I forget his name. I forget his one name. Newman? Carolina. But, uh, <laughs> what do you guys think are we going to do when it comes to quarterback? Because I looked on NFL Network and this one dude was saying that, you know, Matt Jones is going to be number eight. Is that reaching too high to get Matt I, Jones? I've heard that too. I don't know. I do not know. Give me your thoughts on that and keep pounding. Well, uh, Jason, you were, sh- you were shaking your head No. 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 No, no, as in, no, as in no to Matt Jones at eight, right? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, Why? Okay, I don't, thank you, okay. Thank you. Bro, 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 this yeah, is Matt yeah. Jones love. I've this heard, a, yeah, I've heard oh, a lot of people. Um, 
Uh, I've heard a lot of people on Twitter trying to like, uh, you know, defend him. Um, and, yeah, if 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 the Panthers draft Matt Jones at eight, we are desperate, desperate, like we desperate, desperate, to lose. desperate. We deserve to not make the playoffs. Yeah, man. Like, a lot of people are wooed by the stat lines of Alabama when mm-hmm. he has a beautiful pocket to throw from. Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddle are screaming wide open. Couldn't you make yeah, the same argument about Trevor plays. Lawrence, though? No, he has the no, beautiful pocket no, to throw no, from. No, Great no, receiver. No, no. You can make. I'm not. I'm not. But I'm not saying by any means Mac Jones and Trevor Lawrence are on the same same uh, level by, at all. What I'm saying is though you can't make that argument for Mac Jones. You can say the same thing for Clemson. What, I, what I'm he, saying he, is the best players around after, him with the best coaching around him. So. After evaluating so many quarterbacks, what I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt is no matter what conference you play in, SEC all the way down to fucking wherever uh, Trey Lance is playing, big-time NFL throws are apparent when you see them. Yeah. The off-platform mm-hmm. throws, being able to roll out, being able to be mobile, um, mm-hmm. knowing when there's a run lane in front of you, knowing uh, when to stay poised in the pocket, even when there's pressure in your face. Like, uh, you know, say what you want. Matt Jones was not pressured anywhere near as much as Trevor uh, Lawrence was last year. He had Agreed. four he had four freshman offensive linemen that he was having to deal with, and he was still one of the better quarterbacks in, in college football. So uh, all those tendencies that you're looking for, for a quarterback to be able to elevate you, Matt Jones, maybe he has it, but he hasn't demonstrated those talents at Alabama. He's just, he was good at taking a very talented football team all the way, but he is not the top. I don't have him as a first round pick. If it is, it's like a bottom of the first round. All right, let's push through the next goal. Panther Nation, what it do? It's Jason from Colorado. I, uh, there's a lot to like. Not this, this time, week. Jason. Um, a lot to talk about. A lot of rumors in the the quarterback situation. Um, the first thing I heard was that the 49ers were potentially interested in trading for Teddy. Um, and that would just be tremendous. I don't know why anybody would want to give up any kind capital for for him. But anyway, we could cut bait with him. Uh, I definitely think we should. Um, I saw that both he, Teddy, being Teddy Bridgewater, and Shaq Thompson both unfollowed Carolina on Twitter. And uh, we already listened to this one. That, no, we just, I mean, no, we just discussed that already. Yeah. A, a trade package. Um, everyone seems to think that we're trying to be aggressive for Deshaun Watson. Um, and I hope that that's the direction that it's going. That I mean, I hope that that the rumor about the asking price for Deshaun that we've talked about earlier is accurate you know two first two seconds maybe some thirds and some defensive round or defensive starters um i'd be cool if Shaq was one of those um it would kind of get a, a nasty contract off our hands as well um and maybe maybe we could package dante jackson up with him uh, i don't know um they i i also heard that miami is now really strongly interested in deshaun watson um, I know they previously said that they were sticking with Tua, but now the, the rumor is that they are really strongly interested, and they have a lot more that they can give. Uh, really, the only thing that Carolina has is a willingness to get robbed. Um, <laughs> you know, let ourselves be taken advantage of more than another team, then we might be able to get what we want. And that kind of uh, leads into what I saw Peter, Peter King and Peter Schrager. They kind of piggybacked off each other. I don't know who said it first 
but um, the what they had put together for for uh, Deshaun Watson was a first this year and a third this year. Next year's first round pick, and then the following year's third round pick on top of Teddy Bridgewater, Robbie Anderson, Brian Burns, and Christian McCaffrey. Oh. And I just I, I hope that that doesn't happen. I, I, it's not worth trading our whole team oh. to get Deshaun Watson. There's the only person that bothers me is that Brian Burns. Keep some of those important pieces that we already have in place. Um, I, you know, the te- Texans are really adamant that they don't want to trade him, and it worries me that they might just screw this up for everybody and and just push him to hold out, and and that's really the worst case scenario for everyone. But uh, that's kind of what I see happening at this point. Um, we were at least KK, uh, but I know that we that the it, administration, I guess, came out and said that they would be interested in resigning him if nobody else did, and I'd be interested with. Uh, what, what number are we on? What was his number? Was this one? Yeah, I was wondering what you guys thought about what what KK would be worth coming uh, resigning at. Um, and how about Russell Okung being the highest paid player in the football league? Um, this is the story. He, uh, this is the story. Bitcoin or something like that. And now, must, after- that's all right here. First of all, thank you so much for your for calling in and the input right there. We got a lot of calls to get through. It's getting late too, but um, as we dissect that call right there, we've talked some of the things about the trade issues, the collateral, how much it would cost. You know, and me being a Robbie Anderson dude, I'm all right with Robbie Anderson being part of the trade. Right, like the one name that's kind of bothersome to me continues to be Brian Burns because he feels like it could be elite superstar in, and he's kind of butting into that. But here's the deal: you also have to pay him when he becomes that. So, like, if you're not playing, if you can't, if you don't have that in the cards, then I guess you can make him part of the trade. But I do want to talk about this Russell Okung. He got paid half of his salary in Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. I've been tracking this a little bit, and I don't know when he was actually issued his payment. It was when it was at six or at at twenty three thousand, twenty four thousand. That's when the tweet came out. Yeah. All Mm -hmm. right. So if we just base our number on that, when he put his tweet out, it was at twenty three thousand. He got six million of his twelve million paid in Bitcoin. It's gone from 23 to 43. He has gone from being, he is the highest paid left tackle. <laughs> it was, it was at 57 two days 57? ago. Oh, or 57 or 53. I can't remember a couple days ago. Yeah. It was mid, mid high fifties. Uh, and it dropped down the last couple of days, but yeah, he's definitely, he's a billionaire. He's no, a, no, 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 no. It went, he, 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 he triple. We can exact, we can not even, he didn't even triple his money. 24, he doubled that six million. Yeah. And and the the six million he was paid at the time has turned into twelve million if he left it all there. I'm pretty sure he didn't leave it all there. I'm pretty sure he's been phasing out and now he's playing with some house money and this and that. Yeah. A pretty neat it's a pretty neat story given that cryptocurrency is somehow becoming part of the mainstream. Right. Somehow the cryptocurrency people convince banks that it's the way to go and they're just all throwing their money at crypto now. And they don't even really understand it, I don't think. 
And I like I like crypto. I'm cool with it. Like I don't got a problem with it. I'm hip. It's the future. Yeah, exactly. But I feel like the banks are kind of like old dudes trying to get on it. Like, oh, with this crypto shit, we better make what? Let's throw a billion dollars at it, and we'll see where it's at. Uh, throw a billion at Doge, please. Good call. <laughs> uh, what do you think about? Uh, were you upset when uh, Elon Musk said sell your Dogecoin? No, because it hasn't really gone down since then. It's actually risen a little bit since then. But I, I it's it. Look, there has to be. There's no cap on it. It has to go up billions and billions and billions to even get to a dollar. It's it's a long time before Doge ever goes anywhere. Now, if you got some, hold on to it. But it's years. I already doubled anywhere. your money. What happened to y'all doubling? Well, because well, I did. Because I bought it at like point zero 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 three cents, and now it's at five. All about triple. So I, yeah. So I. Yeah. You know what I want to do? I want to triple the likes on this podcast. I want to triple like the subscriptions that. on this uh, this channel. I will be okay with that. Go ahead and smash the thumbs up button. Let's go to the next goal. Wait, no, pause it, pause it, pause it, pause it, pause, pause, it, pause, it, pause it, pause it, pause it. I, I, may, I promised my handicapped brethren that he could cut in line because oh, he's probably going to be going to bed soon. <laughs> and, uh, and, 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 yeah, yeah hey, look, I don't, uh, it's, uh, where are you? I'll find him. Five five two four, I think. Five five two four. Wait, just call in. <laughs> this mug said that's just uh, that's just like a handicapped person. They just show up. <laughs> yeah, right. We're always like <laughs> five five two four. Yeah. I don't got a five 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 two four. Hold on, I'm refreshing my browser. My computer's dying. I don't got a five five two four. Well, I'll, I'm all right. I'm we'll gonna play the next call. one. I'll play it if I find. I'm gonna play the next call. Uh, I got. I'll look for it. What's up, C three fam? It's Nick. How's it going, guys? Um, so I know you guys are gonna be going into detail on this again tonight. Okay, Deshaun Watson. All right. <laughs> you know, what? He'd be Never heard of it. to the Panthers. To the Dolphins or to the Jets, okay. Five, now, five, two, two. Those are, are the only teams that he's interested in being traded to. But let's look at what we have to offer as compared to the Jets or the Dolphins, okay? The Dolphins have already said that they are committing to a, or that, that that they want to. Now that could just be a smoke screen. Okay? Let's say hypothetically he did get traded to the Dolphins. Okay, that leaves Tua. Now, Tua could be their backup, but something tells me Tua would want to be their backup behind the shot. He might be willing to do it for a year, maybe two, but after that, it, he'd be pushing it. Okay, that leads us to the possibility of trading our number eight pick for Tua along with possibly another player. Here's your three team trade. I don't think he'd be worth much past a first round and maybe some sort of like defensive backup or something like that. Um, but that's just my two cents. I mean, the Jets themselves, they have Sam Darnold, who they said that they want to look at every single pro day and go along those lines before they make a decision whether or not they want to move on from. So it could be a while before we hear about them. Now, as far as us, okay, you got to think. First off, okay, 
he is going to want to sit behind a good offensive line. I don't know how our offensive line compares to the Jets or the Dolphins. I would assume that it's better, but mm-hmm. that's just assuming. Don't make that assumption. Right now we have Taylor Bone. Okay. I feel like he could make some sort of stipulation that, that says, you know, hey, if you if Carolina wants me, you guys need to re-sign Moten. You guys need to give him some sort of contract, which could be better in the long run for us. But then my problem with Deshaun is the cost. Okay, At number eight, there's a very good possibility that we could have a good starting quarterback. It, it's very real that we could be in range for Trey Lance or Justin Fields, something along those lines. Now, I would obviously rather go with Deshaun over the two of those guys because Deshaun has proven at the same time. All right, that's Nick from Mass. He's got a second call. We're going to queue up in a minute. We Don't worry, we're going to move Joey up here just in a second. But I do want to respond to Nick's call. Um I don't know if, look, if I think if you're the Dolphins and the Texans, I don't give a fuck about Tua's feelings, you know, and right now they haven't cared about him because they drafted him number one and they're already potentially shopping these other options. I don't know. I'm not worried about that. Is I do think Tua is an interesting, look, he makes sense going to the Texans a little bit, right? They get somebody that they think they can try out, maybe other guys that can make them work. Maybe, like he's suggesting, Tua could be involved in a three-way trade. But I do think this is that right now when it comes to the teams that are just attractive for Deshaun Watson, it's got to be the Miami Dolphins. And their defense alone, their team wins. You know, I mean, what, is he scared to play in the AFC still? Well, again, you know, I you in the video that you made, Tony, talking about uh, – Deshaun and the real possibilities of him coming to Carolina. You put a tweet up there uh, by someone explaining pretty much uh, why Miami was the most reasonable place for Deshaun to want to go. They have the defense. They have a really good defense. That was a 10 and six football team. Um, they do have a lot of good weapons. They have a lot of uh, draft picks at their disposal too. Um, they have a, 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 a coach that I think uh, Deshaun Watson probably respects a lot too. Yeah, the Miami Dolphins to me have always been the front runner. Uh, The Jets still need a lot of pieces. Uh, The Panthers not so much uh, as terms of pieces. He won't have to elevate um, too many lackluster players. But again, as we already talked about, um, Houston moving to eight uh, in in a lot of ways, I just don't see that being – uh, very beneficial to Houston being able to get their franchise QB. Um, as you hear in our calls, though, it does seem like there is a good portion of at least our fans that watch um, that are kind of tepid about giving up too much for even Deshaun. It is and- a lot. It is a lot. Like when you think about mm-hmm. that, that you're mortgaging, you know, you're giving up so much for something so. We've been sold this bag. We've been sold this bag that says you build slow and conservative. You know, like like we want to build sustainable winners. We will. We've been sold this in a way to where there's a fear of giving up something. It's almost like a kid with a candy or something like. And if you ask him, like, 
would you like to go to the movies right now? Or would you like a Hershey kiss for the next 10 days? And they're like, I don't want to lose the Hershey kid. You know I mean? There's just something about the fear of losing the future that is unsettling. Oh, but I think the other thing that is weird, mm-hmm. I want to say not weird about this call is that I I'm starting to wonder if eight is feeling good about, I don't feel great about getting a quarterback at eight. I kind of feel like, and and maybe I've just been listening to Cody Lashney too much. Maybe this mug is just being beating his message into my head for the last year. But I kind of think back to last year and last year's draft where we were at eight and Justin Herbert's right there yeah. at seven and he gets picked right before us. And then like he could have, he was almost there, but he wasn't. And I just kind of feel like this may be that like eight is the place where you're like, ugh, it's like purgatory for mm-hmm. getting quarterbacks. Hey, if Trey Lance is available at eight, I've been looking at his highlights lately. He's, he's I like I don't yes. think he's a bad pick at eight to be true. No, Trey Lance, you know, like I was watching I, know, the I don't think he's he gonna be there at like ten yards. That's my thing. Is like yeah. I don't even think I think you go this is there's a quarterback at one, there's a quarterback at number two. Who For cares sure. what the teams probably are? Three. There's probably four quarterbacks before you get to pick number eight. That's Why? Why have you not expressed interest in your favorite quarterback in the NFL? Who? Cam Newton? No, Gardner Minshew. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, he's going to be available, bro. Because it's so easy to cheer for Gardner Minshew when he's on somebody else's team. <laughs> <laughs> you know, is that well, like, he only went to ECU for like a minute. Like, he played there, like, he played like two games or three games and he transferred. Mm-hmm. And he's just like this cool personality. I'll call him White Cam. It's like White Cam. He's just this wild, mm-hmm. awesome personality. But I don't think he's great. I, no, I mean, just, you know what? I'd be, I would, how about this? Is I would swap Gardner Minshew for Teddy Bridger right now. Any day of the week. Oh, yes. Straight up. Who's Straight better, up. Gardner Minshew or Jake This motherfucker will not show up in a damn serial killer military. I can't minute. believe I'm I saying this, but Teddy Bridgewater won more games this year than Gardner Minshew. They well, were tanking, though. Also they were tanking on purpose. Like six games. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, Tony, who's better, Gardner Minshew or Jake DeLone? Jake DeLone, duh. Okay. Arnold Minshew isn't that guy. He's just <laughs> kind of this guy. <laughs> Maybe if he goes on to make a Super Bowl, he'll be that cool. That's right. Bring him in. I want to swap him straight. Up. Let's give, I will trade that out. All right. Joey the Blind Panther. Wham, wham, wham. Guys, it's Joey. Let me just say this for real. It doesn't matter. Wake up. Like, remember that year we were seven, eight, and one? If we won the Super Bowl that year, I'm with him on this. Mm-hmm. Cody would have been so beside himself he'd be walking, and I'd have been uh-huh. drunk that I would see him. <laughs> so good call, Jeff. There's that, and also, uh... wow, wow, wow! <laughs> <laughs> the build up on okay. that one. Well done, Joey. That's a good call. That's the call. Yeah. Nice call. I was going to yeah. say this too is what's cooler. What would be cooler to uh, win the. So we we're talking about Chuck called in and he said the Super Bowl teams and how we should place them in the context of history, sort of. Right. 
and that if you win, you, you know, we could have been the pinnacle of history if we would have been perfect. Right. That's cooler than winning the Super Bowl as a wild card just to have a perfect season yeah. is the coolest thing ever to, to be to win the Super Bowl as like a seven, eight and one team <laughs> back then. And somehow <laughs> that might be the coolest fucking way to win the Super Bowl ever. Yeah, Ron Rivera, that's how Ron Rivera is going to win it. <laughs> uh, I got something to say about Ron Rivera in a second. All right. Next. Wait, one. Maybe with Cam Newton. All right. Also. Um, so when you compare the cost of Deshaun versus possibly getting the quarterback that we would want at number eight, okay. Question is, what would we get get out of those first round picks? You know, they're talking about two to three first round picks. Now, I wouldn't be opposed to this year's number one and next year's number one. Uh, Go ahead, add one like more. On. Past that is just asking way too much now. If we could offload some of the contracts that we don't necessarily like, like cough, uh, cough, Teddy Bridgewater, cough, cough, um, you know, Shaq Thompson, because we haven't really been too high on Shaq this last season or the season before. Granted, we were sure. expecting him to fill, fill in for Luke, but who's going to fill in for Luke? You know, he he was a generational linebacker. He is not some somebody that you can just replace with some random person on the roster and expect things to be the same as they were before. So I'm not really sure how it would compare as far as where we would be in the long run, keeping all of our picks, going with possibly a quarterback at number eight in the draft as compared to Deshaun. But I don't know necessarily if we have all of what Deshaun wants. I mean, if you look at what we have on the roster now and what is going to be leaving, Curtis Samuel is most likely, unfortunately, going to be leaving. Okay, I feel like he shouldn't leave, but you know, there's a very good, there's a very strong possibility that he will. You have Taylor Moten, who we still haven't signed yet, which is full. Um, you know, we have a very, a relatively weak offensive line that we haven't spent any draft picks on over the last five years or so. Okay. So Deshaun might be, might be looking at us saying, well, you know, you guys haven't really done anything to protect your offensive line. And I don't want to be another Cam Newton, you know? So it's a reasonable point on, are on that. I'll be in the chat tonight. So love the show guys. Listen every week. Keep time. I'm in I think, look, it's just, it's not only is it just a reasonable point, it is, um, it just adds to the concept that the Panthers don't have the most firepower. It's like this, is that like, if we're going to an auction and we're trying to buy a car and we both want the car and you have more money than me, how am I supposed to win the fucking car? And right now we don't have the most money and we don't have the most money in draft picks. We don't have the most money in cap space. And then on top of that, the question is, do we have the most collateral in the team? And that's negligible. It's a negligible. We're just assuming that Deshaun Watson likes Matt rule and David Tepper for some reason. Well, it's been going on in the chat tonight. People talking about how it confirming that he said his teams that he, that he's narrowed it down to was, Carolina, Miami, and New York. Is that positive? Or we do we know that? 
And no. uh, I'm happy that you uh, that you asked that because I feel like point. none of this is confirmed. Well, the, the only thing I was going to say is I'm if that's true, hey. if that's true, and he has Carolina on that list, then obviously Carolina, he has something about Carolina he likes. But I don't know if that's true or not. That's the thing. Like I feel yeah. like a, a lot of these like reports, quote unquote, is just based on oh, just trust me, bro. Right. Like yeah. worries. I feel yeah. like it's a lot of speculation going on, and I feel like it's a lot of takes that have just been going off. Yeah, like, I mean, that literally just for happened. Example, David Newton's article. Yeah, that literally happened with David Newton, and everyone just up and ran with it. Like, yeah, no, man, gotta have that. Like, and that's not necessarily on him either. It's a lot of people. It was kind of what I was saying earlier. Like, when it comes to journalists, like people care about what we have to say because they feel like we're the closest to, I guess, yeah. our sources and everything, which is fine. But sometimes when journalists give out takes, it's just takes. Right. That's all it Jason is. Lock and Ford. Jason Lock and Ford puts out this piece. A couple of days after the David Newton issue, and this issue, if you guys want to know um, the deet, the deets about how all of this transpired, you go check out my YouTube video. Are the Panthers really trying to trade for Deshaun Watson? And the deets about this all, all roughly are is that the hype kind of brewed with this Newton bold prediction that was then ran with by social media and FS1, uh, and it was unsubstantiated. It was a big mix up. It's what the media, what social media can do. But on top of that, he comes out and he says, Hey, this was just this bold prediction. It's a burn piece. We ain't got nothing to write about. This is what we do at this point. The next day, Jason Locking Ford puts out a piece and he's with CBS and the, a national writer. So broad reach. And what he says is this is that sources tell me that Panthers are dissatisfied with Teddy Bridgewater. Therefore, they're a good match with Deshaun Watson. So what happens is, is people interpret his source report for the Panthers being dissatisfied with Teddy Bridgewater for being a source report that they're actually talking to Mm -hmm. the Texans and that, and he's leading them in that direction. He is misleading. Like he's trying to do that. Like if you look at his tweet, and look, I understand he's got an agenda. He's trying to make this. He's trying to get his clicks. He's trying to do all of this. But there, like you said, I have not. There's not one substantiated thing. Other, than, I just say this: is the Panthers' interest in Deshaun Watson is duh, duh. Like yeah. just like every other fucking team in the league. Yeah. Don't act like you got a that told me unless you know. And look, the Panthers would not leak that information. And if they did, they're bums. They're bums. Like maybe they're on the road, but they don't need to be leaking this information, this and that way, this and that. So hey. I think it is just speculation. I think it is just this. It's just logical. The Panthers don't have a quarterback. Deshaun Watson doesn't like where he's at. Well, so what? Like, well, so does twenty other fucking teams in the league. Yeah, it's just common sense, man. Like, and I, I'll tell you all this right now: that Panthers PR team is on point, and they are very, very protective on, I guess, what is what is leaked, I guess. So it's all speculation, man. Like, it's like obviously they're not rocking with Teddy Bridgewater. Like, obviously. Panthers, like, it's just they're common sense. And their sarcasm. Now, nah, I like Bill. I like, actually, I'm glad Darren Gant's writing for the Panthers now. All right, let's go to the next call. Hey, guys, it's Chuck Hall from Elizabeth City. Yo, Chuck. I uh, guess I'm looking at everything. I feel like we've kind of just beaten the dead horse to death, but it just needs to be stated. Um, we go back and look when we let Cam go last year. And we all know that 
in the heart of hearts, he's probably washed. But I believe the man deserved the respect. But the one year we should have let him so play. Talking about Cam, the best player we've had in franchise history. My man talked um, about the 2015. I, I think it was the right Bowl, decision to let him go. Just Cam. maybe not the way we did let him go. And we've talked about it before. You know, we bring in Teddy, and we all can see that's a mistake. I don't know if anybody in the man's corner we tried to tell y'all. Teddy's kind of like when you've ever um, ordered something off of Amazon or online, and you're excited and you wait to get it. It finally comes in, and you open it up, and it ain't what it's supposed to be, guys. Mm-hmm. You thought it was made out of metal, and it was made out of paper. Or um, plastic. Well, and you don't tell anybody. You, you purchase paper. it, and you put it away, and you, <laughs> you just you're, you're so upset with the purchase that you won't even send it back to Amazon and get your money. <laughs> I'm so, embarrassed. I got mm-hmm. by the fucking If Teddy's got a Tupperware dish out there somewhere in Charlotte where he went to Matt Rule's house for dinner or, or somebody uh Tepper's housewoman party, uh, it's safe to say he's not getting that dish back. Um, and and definitely we got to move away from him. It's becoming a cancer. we got to cut it loose. Let him go somewhere else. I mean, even losing the money. I'm afraid we put ourselves in a position, though, that to trade up, we're going to get a, lose a lot of draft capital to get an unproven quarterback. It's and just the way a it good is. Quarterback, where we're not going to be there for a few years. Definitely get Deshaun Watson. It's going to cost us so much. What kind of players we got to put around him? Guys have said it time and time again. If we don't get who we want at number eight, we need to trade down, accumulate some picks. Let's build everything else up. The offensive line, the secondary, get a linebacker and free agency. Let's re-sign Moten. See who we can hang on to and bring in. And if the quarterback's the last thing we get, guys, it could be things that are worse. But hey, we're starting mm. to look like we got egg on our What do you do? Thank you. Uh, thanks, Chuck, for the call. But here, my question is with that. Is that all right? Say because um, let me pull this comment. J Dub says this, and he's right. Financially, we can't cut him. We'd lose our ass in camp space. Like you know, just pay him twenty million dollars to go away. But what can you do? Like if Chuck is right, say Chuck, we do, and I and I like I don't disagree with some of the the theory behind it. Is like if you can't get your guy. You might as well load up and wait for the moment you can, and then you strike at that point. So you're starting to load up, load up for down the road. But what what happens next year? Or this year, should I say? Do we have to really, we go out, say we accumulate two picks in the first, we draft two offensive linemen, we draft a, a middle linebacker that's going to be awesome, and then we got picks later for next year. Are we really trotting Teddy out there after the way that they have talked? That, that's a, that's yeah, a, like, it's, it's like so awkward at this point. It's like you have been, you caught, you got caught in the bedroom with a woman and now you're trying to take your wife on a date that night. I kind of think Teddy Bridgewater wants out. Right. I, 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 would, so I, would him. I think I so too. I, I, I said that on Twitter. I think that Teddy Bridgewater is very upset. He's very in his feelings. Um, you know, which is obvious from uh, certain Twitter actions that shall not be named. Uh, but uh, also the fact that, listen, he sees the news cycle like us. He sees all the rumors that we were going to trade, that we were going to trade him away. And he sees uh, everything 
you know, we uh, the Panther fans are saying on Twitter about Deshaun Watson. Oh, he's what the news are saying about Deshaun Watson. That's what I was telling Jason earlier. It's like he has this pompous attitude about him where it's like he feels that he's deserving of something that he hasn't earned. Like every day people have to go to work and prove that they're worth the job that they're paid to do. Because at the end of the day, if you don't live up to the, the, what you're supposed to do, you get fired, you get cut. But that he kind of acts like attitude. people said thought Cam. You know the people that hated Cam. Yeah, he acts like what that, they thought that's Cam. that same thing. Yeah, yeah I noticed yeah. that. Yeah, he yeah. is the quarterback that they are upset with. And I kind of think that that because of that, he is so in his feelings and so upset that he's like, "Fine, if y'all don't want me, I don't want to be here. You better hope that you get yeah. that." You gotta pay me. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah, because and you know what, like what Chuck said had some truth to it. Uh, is that um, you know we could end up with egg on our face because if we're not able to land the quarterback, and now Teddy Bridgewater's pissed off and doesn't want to play, dude, that's, oh. a, that's a bad recipe. DJ, I can't. Yeah, where's all the DJ? Where's all the PJ Walker support? <laughs> Imagine how many Twitter accounts are going to be created at that moment. There's going to be like 70 burn accounts created <laughs> if Teddy Bridgewater is starting on week one. Uh, and they'll be like, see, I told you he is the greatest quarterback I ever saw. All right, uh, next call. Tony. The Tony, you Italian mother. What's <laughs> up? It's your boy, Blake B. What do you do? What's what up, do you do? <laughs> Smash that thumbs up button. <laughs> <laughs> Chat, Smash it for two seconds. My dude. I just want to say, I thought I had this number memorized. I got a number. It was not the C3 Panthers podcast. I got to leave that account. Did you leave a message, though? You know, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I thought I had it memorized. <laughs> I just want to know. Hey, a little bit off topic, but what's your favorite beer? I just want to know what your favorite beer is. I'm fairly new to the beer game, so let's. Uh, I want to experiment with some different beers. So, oh, I got you, know. bro. In the chat too, I want to hear it. Hey, um, I think the age uh, of the period for uh, tagging players started today. I think we have till March 9th to come to a deal. Uh, I don't know if you turn my ESPN and go off, but. Um, is Moten going to get tagged by the ninth, or are we going to reach a long-term deal by, I think, July is when we have the option. So, hey, it's about to add somebody. Hopefully they uh, didn't get my C3 message, but I guess I'll find out soon. Keep coming. Blake, this is my dude. That's All right. my favorite guy. All right, so uh, – Beers. Can I go first as a non-beer drinker? Because I promise you I probably drink less than everybody. But when I do drink, I either drink Heineken or uh, Stella Artois. Those are my two, like, big-name beers. That you can buy. Yeah. Okay. Then um, I actually have a uh, – uh, well, I'll say this one first. Uh, UFO White Ale is fucking delicious. It is so good. And it goes good with food, too. Like, if you're having dinner – a white ale is just perfect to me. Uh, and then if you're ever in the Charlotte area, uh, one of my uh, my good friends, Marcus Nash, uh, uh, he actually works at uh, Sugar Creek 
brewing company here in Charlotte. And um, mm. dude, they make a hell of a beer, man. All kinds of IPAs, white ales, all, all kinds of stuff. So yeah, I know I haven't been a big uh, beer drinker uh, typically. I'm not really a big alcohol drinker, but lately I've been having a few beers and it's mainly Heineken. All right. Well, I know that CK is not a drinker. Greg's not a drinker. And Jason, do you drink beer at all? Because I got this. Mm, I'm more. Yeah, I, look, man. I mean, beer's okay. That's not my first. That's not my first drink of choice. Personally, like it might be a little unpopular, but I'm more of a vodka person. That's just me. Okay. I'm more of a vodka or a crown guy. If you give me some vodka or some crown, like I'm good. I don't need like all that liquid to get me going. You know what I mean? I'm That's serious. just me personally. But if I was to choose one, I, mind y'all, I am fresh out of college. So yeah, you're a baby. Give me. Yeah, I am a baby. I've been in this game. You know what I'm saying? Nah, okay, nah. My, my girl loves white clothes because they got no All right, let me tell you this: is I come from a town, homie. Mm-hmm. Mom and mom turn off the earbuds. I don't know why she'd be coming up and hearing my my time, <laughs> my time, my homies. So I come from a town that's known for being a party town, right? right? Like Greenville, North Carolina is like known for being a college party town. So oh, yeah, shout out you, you come up quick. You come up quick as a baby. Mm-hmm. So you you dip your toe into the domestic beers when you're a little child and you're this and that. But as your palate evolves, and I would say, like, uh, for me, I had the first wheat beer I ever had, which is, a, like, a Blue Moon is a wheat beer. The first one I ever had, I was in Europe. And I was 18, 19 years old, and I was in Europe. And I had this, and I just got this beer. I felt like I was sitting in the middle of a fucking wheat field in Kansas, bro, chewing wheat. It was so weedy. Right? So your palate evolves. So, like, when I, like I hated that mess when I was... 18, 19. Okay. Right. As you get older and you give a little bit more, just like food and different things, you can start to tolerate different stuff. So, like, you got to creep out of those domestics, right? Like, the Yingling is the domestic beer. It's too sweet for me. I don't like it. Hmm. Right. I like Cody's style. Like, right. I'm cool with those kind of, uh, they're not like Scandinavian. They're like Dutch, the Dutch beers, the yeah. Bavarian, right? Like, uh, yeah. Those types of beers, they're good. But right yeah. now, the beer craze has all moved to not uh, microbreweries here in the States, right? Like small breweries mm. or smaller breweries. And now they're dealing with stuff that's a lot more hoppier, right? Like they're dealing with, you're getting IPAs. You're yeah, getting a lot little, of IPAs, man. I can't do a lot of IPAs. Like Some right. of them are so bitter. Yeah, yeah, this is not, not First, I'm gonna give you your taste and tour of wonderfulness when it comes to the IPA game. First, you start with Sierra Nevada. You start with a pale ale, a Sierra Nevada pale ale is like the standard go-to. That's the bar beer. You're at the bar, you're in the pale ale, like you can do that. That's feeling good all night long. Right. Then you can move up a little bit. You can do so. They got something like Sierra Nevada's got like, um, they got a, this, uh, juicy IPA that's real good or a hazy IPA. That's pretty solid. But then you're going to shift this, your next gear, like your next move to this brewery in Georgia. It's called Terrapin. 
and they got Hopsecutioner. Mm-hmm. They're like Terrapin Beers in Athens, Georgia. Killer, man. Lua Crunkles is my joint, man. Hopsecutioner. So there, I'm going to tell you. Terrapin, Hopsecutioner is 8.3%. Be careful with that mug. It'll get you. <laughs> Crunkles is like 7.3. It's a great beer. It's sweet. It's wonderful. It's got like, it's beautiful. And then you're going to go to the Pinnacle, which is right in North Carolina, man. In what's the mountain town? Everybody's at Asheville. Mm. Wicked weed, bro. Wicked weed pernicious is the greatest beer on earth. Mm. Oh, I'm excited, you man. I thought you were gonna say Sweetwater, or did I miss that? Nah, man. Sweetwater is made by Coastal. That's kind of like a big company that got a hold of a flavor that's kind of good. It's not bad. Like I'll mess with it. Because like my brother would drink that shit, and I was like, ah, not Pernicious is delicious, bro. So I'm telling you, start with Sierra Nevada, then you go to Athens, Georgia with Terrapin beers, Lua Crunkles, bro. It's sweet. You'd be like this. You could be girls like Lua. It's wonderful. And to the moon, as the kids say. Yeah. And, Greg, uh, uh, wicked weed next. All right. Enough alcohol talk. Enough well, alcohol. We, didn't, we, we didn't get Greg's. Greg. Greg said he had one. Oh, yeah. I have one. Uh, I, I, I'm usually not a darker beer drinker, but uh, there's this beer called Baba Black Lager. It's got a lamb on the front. Uh, I used to have this job I worked at. I worked at a bistro, and it's just absolutely amazing. My shift beer every night. Really, really good stuff. Uh, it's, it's not too heavy for a dark beer, so check that one out if you get a chance. But. Brian Donaldson said, as I sit here drinking a Bud Light, bro, don't worry. Uh, I'm not a snob, bro. I, Miller's my, I'm a Miller Light pre- preference, and right now I'm on these Um You know, when you come to dark beers, that's a different, that's a complete different game. Guinness oh, yeah. always the oh, delicious yeah. one, triples down the best. And what's the other one? The Make Mur- Murphy's Murphy's Irish Stout is j- the joint if you like dark beer. All right, next call. A couple more. What's going on, Seafood Nation? It's your boy Jay Anderson in y'all up. Oh man, it's just funny, man. That Teddy Bridgewater, Teddy Bridgewater had a burner account, and we <laughs> and we get that people, man. I wanted to get at Cody, man. As much as Cody get on on Teddy Bridgewater. Him and AO Freeze. <laughs> hey, that's my God. Other oh, than that, man, I know, I know um, this particular player is not on the Panthers no more, but I feel like I should, you know, he is a Carolina legend. I'm talking about Cam Newton. Um, that whole kid, you know, disrespecting. Oh, yeah, we didn't talk you know, about this. I just find it funny how some of the media people, you know, had Cam back, must as much of times they um they hate the cam, especially um ESPN. Say, talking about cam deserving respect. I'm like, we being you know as Panther fan as Panther fans. Well, some of us Panther fans have been um have been telling have been getting at the media about giving cam respect respect. And I don't know, you know, I don't know about y'all. I'm sure about y'all. Y'all parents have taught y'all about respecting, you know, your elders and stuff like that. I know my parents have. You know, my parents got at me, you know, even though I'm, you know, am a well-respected kid at the time. 
Shoot, my mom didn't hold back. She say, hey, we dropping you off. You better act right. We get a bad report. We going to get you. And stuff like that. So a lot of that stuff ain't just jumping on just that one kid. But to me, it was like, I'm questioning the folks around them. And I don't want to beat up on it. It's just like questioning the folks around you because, you know, my, shoot, hell, my uncles tell me, it's like, dude, you want to act like a grown man? It's going to be some grown, it's going to be some grown people that going to get at you in the worst way. Yeah. So the kid got, <laughs> the kid got off lucky. You no, know, shout out to Cam. Mm-hmm. You know, Cam was well respected. He wasn't triggered like some people try to say he was triggered. He wasn't triggered. He wasn't disrespectful to the kid. He was laughing the whole time. He wasn't mad. He was laughing and smiling and stuff like that. Like the whole thing, man, like parents need to start, you know, raising their kids and how to respect adults and stuff like that, man. Mm -hmm. It's like it always starts at home around your whole surroundings to, you know, respect, you know, respect your elders. I mean. I love that call, right. man. That, yeah. That's my that's my call tonight. Mm-hmm. To, uh, uh, tonight, and it's like, listen, man. People, w- w- when you don't fear repercussions, that's when you see that kind of shit. Yep. Like kids are like kids are growing up today, thinking that you can just say any old thing, say anything. Yeah, man. yeah, and, and 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 put it online, like put people on blast like that. Like it's one thing if you want to talk shit about Cam Newton online, whatever. But you're at the man's football camp. He's providing you an opportunity to better your own fucking life, and you want to talk shit about him. It's just, to me, man, and by the way, the young man actually did issue an apology, so I don't want to, you know, not put that out there. Yeah, and you know, he was feeling all the heat online. Everyone was coming down on his ass and clowning him. Uh, But, you know, my, like, uh, I give him credit for apologizing, but at the same time, it's just indicative of like the younger generation, like they fear no consequences, man. Uh, I'm telling you, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, I ain't gonna make this a, I don't even have fucking kids. I ain't gonna tell people how to raise their kids, but I just think that, um, especially nowadays in the age of social media, a lot of these kids just need more discipline, man. They don't. They really don't know right from wrong. And he's in high school, though. Like, come on. When you're a senior in high school, you can drive a fucking car. You're going to tell me that you don't know the difference in how to act in public? It's embarrassing, man. And if I was that kid's father, I'd be embarrassed on behalf of my son. I've got great parents, man, that were very involved in my life and great role models. But I was a little shithead when I was 17, too. Yeah, you know, so that's one thing. I don't necessarily believe it's like kids these days are just the shit that don't believe in. You know, is that that's one thing. I think really one of the big issues that we see is that I think what the internet has allowed us to do, and I love the internet. Look, we're on the internet. Like, I'm not going to come on here and ice the internet up as we're trying to do a free podcast on YouTube. Right, that would seem silly. But what it does allow you to do is kind of talk to people. And I think society has modeled this. Is I don't I don't think it's just this 17-year-old kid. I think you turn on the news, you look at the former or any president former president, let's just go say the former president. You can look at the way people talk about politics on Facebook and this and that. Adults, the people raising this kid mm-hmm. talk like this all the time to people on the internet and in life is just, is not recorded. 
And so I'm not saying this kid, look, look the kid was uh, a shithead, right? Like he was. And, but I don't, I just don't think it's like this. And to the, like, it's like this, just maybe it is this generation, but if it is, this generation was created by the parents of that generation, just as much as the children of that generation. And the parents, oh, yeah. they're modeling that on the way they live. Kids reflect the way their parents live and stuff like that. And I'm not trying to call this kid's parents out. I mean, look, I think this kid could have just gotten caught up in the moment. I think that's what happened. You, know, you know, and he's like, he's talking junk. His friends are laughing at her, you know, and then he just kept going and this and that. And like, it's just kind of a, a crappy look. Is he going to regret that? Look, I went and rep- I, I've apologized to a couple people in my life from when I was younger, like just for no, re- not no reason, but like 15 years later. I saw my Latin two teacher when I was in high school or my high school Latin two teacher. And I saw her when I was like 33 years old and I skipped 52 days of her class my senior year. She was so sweet to me. She loved me. Like she took care of me and this and that. And I just was a shit uh, in, in her face. And I like, and basically at the time, and at that moment, it didn't matter to me. But 33, you know, 20 years later, bothered the mess out of me. It's been bothering me. Like, there's a couple of people I've got to go. So I think good people. So I don't want to just look. The kid was, look, he, I won't say, does he deserve what he got? This and that. You know what? You get what you get. I don't know if you deserve it or not, but you get what you get. And like, he, he threw his hat in the ring and then the internet got him. It's a, I'm glad I don't live in, I'm not a, 16 year old in this age i'm already worried about what we do up here think about this i got a family and a career this and that i'm on this like i'm taking an unnecessary risk doing this podcast it's an unnecessary risk for no money all right the number is 252 252 228 hey guys my name is Juan. it's last name is connie i'm from north charleston south Carolina. i'm a huge carolina panther fan it's the first season i have a question about this on walking trade what if we got this on Washington to come to the Carolina Panthers and did not be unique to a lot of players? What if we did a sign of trade, including Cordy Samuels and not Christian McCaffrey, but if we got Carolina Swartz come back to do this sign of trade to go to Houston, they lost him and a set amount pick this year is this on this year from Houston and it's changed for our first three picks next three years and a fifth and a sixth this year. Use the pick around two to go after Travis, the running back from Clipson, and then go after JJ Watt and Bum Miller in the defensive part of the free agency. Would that help the Carolina Panthers win the championship within the two to five years? Or would that be a big bust? Best answer, and um, I'm a huge fan of your podcast. Y'all keep doing anything um, awesome and keep pounding. Bye. Yeah, man, we appreciate that call. It's a complicated trade there. Did you keep up with it, Cody? Yeah, well, what? I also think that maybe his call might have been a little early, too, because I think he included uh, K1 Short into that also. And he's yeah. not, uh, he's he not said sign and trade. And I think he may be talking about that there is a idea that uh, uh, K1 Short went on serious uh, serious radio. And said that uh, there have been a few teams in touch with him, but Scott Fitterer was willing to said that, look, if you don't get something good in free agency, 
and we can work a deal out where we'd be happy to have you back. It's just not on your current number. So I, I wonder if the caller said sign it back too. Yeah. Sign and and I think Curtis Samuel too is like you can't trade Curtis Samuel unless you sign him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the caller yeah, did mention sign like back. I believe, didn't yeah. trade for two players, and then CMC was also part of that. I think really more interesting is this is not more interesting. That's not the way I want to say, it, but uh, Etienne his stocks fall. I won't say it's fallen, but a little bit. He's not like all of a sudden getting drafted in top ten. I don't feel like. Dude, I, I think it, it's it's going to be a long time until you see another Saquon Barkley. If I'm being very frank with you, like I think, I, I, I honestly kind of think the days of running backs, like going even as high as Christian did, like that's, uh, I I really do think the trend is everybody sees what you can get in the later rounds. I mean, look at Clyde uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Uh, it was the 32nd pick in this year's draft uh, by the Kansas City Chiefs. It had a fantastic first year outside of some injuries. It's like the 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 cat's out the bag. You don't need to spend premium early first round picks on running back. You know what? I felt I, like I, it's almost secular, 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 because there was like a kind of a cycle where they weren't signing running backs early, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden it became hot again. It was like you got uh, who's the the dude from Elliot. Like you had those couple of years where it mm-hmm. just went crazy, and then um, girly maybe it was girly it was early, but still like and then it goes away and then it comes back and it goes away. Another part of his call was though targeting some veteran defensive guys, either Von Miller or JJ Watt. And here's where I just think is this: if I'm JJ, you want to talk about if Deshaun Watson wants to come here or not? Like. I think that it's an easier question, an easier no for J.J. Watt and an easier no for Von Miller. If I'm oh, J.J. Yeah. Watt, yeah. if I'm Von Miller, I'm going to the Chiefs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Going to the Chiefs, and I'm yeah. going to him for the whole time, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to come back and win the championship. Mm-hmm. If I am J.J. Watt, I'm going to the Chiefs or the Bucks. Yeah. Oh, could you imagine, dude? They're ring chasing, man. They're ring chasing, right? Yeah, yeah they are. They made their money. They made their money. They don't got to go and make right. an extra five bucks here or there. This ain't Pat, uh, Pat Peterson's going to do that, too. Can I comment no. on what you were saying a minute ago about the, the running backs? While I agree with you to a certain extent, uh, Edward Solaire didn't have a great year last year. 803 yards, four touchdowns is not a great year. Um, Say again. I mean, 803 yards on 181 attempts and four what, touchdowns. Uh, what was his uh, uh, yards per carry? 4.4. That's pretty good. That's not bad at all. That's pretty That's good. Decent, that but again, again, we've already talked about how good that offensive line was. Yeah, up until can, the injury. Was Mike, what, mm-hmm. Look up what Mike but, but, uh, his yards per carry were. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll check it out. But my, my point is, my point is, you're right. You can replace a, a running back easier with, with a, a lesser player, but players like Christian McCaffrey, Ezekiel Elliott, players Ezekiel like that, Elliott, Saquon yeah. Barkley, th- th- there'll still be a few of those that come around, and they'll get drafted because those yeah. kind of players, those are those cream the cop players like Jason was talking about earlier. Like, like it, it's mm-hmm. it's those guys are the guys that are still going to get drafted I because they're I worth agree. it, you know? Yeah, they're, they're a rarity, and when you say, like, that's where I was going to disagree a little bit, where you said that the the age of the running back being drafted as high as Christian or Saquon or anything uh, is, you know, long past 
Yeah, it's probably going to be gone until we get another Christian McCaffrey, Saquon oh, Barkley, right. or something in the and draft. There's a quarterback or running back need you know, Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you got to keep in mind. I mean, you can sit there and look at, at the Alvin Kamara and say, you know, look what they got at the later rounds. But as much as you could say you can replace a, a running back, nobody has been able to replace what what Alvin Kamara has done over the Saints. Nobody's been able to do what Christian McCaffrey did here. You can sit here and say that Mike Davis held his own and everything. But when Christian McCaffrey was in for that Chiefs game, you could see a difference. Yeah. You could see a difference. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it, – We it's didn't not, win. Against the Chiefs. We almost we did. Mm-hmm. We, yeah, almost we, almost, we almost beat them. Yeah, we almost beat a bunch of other teams without Christian. But with, with Christian, we almost beat the Chiefs, who are considered the best team. You could sit there and argue all you want. They they are the best team in the NFL, even though they lost to the Bucks. The Bucks just happened to catch Mahomes on a bad day when he wasn't uh, didn't have his offensive line that was able to protect him. Right and at the end just, of the day, you just talked about Alvin Kamara. What round was he drafted? That's what I'm talking about. I'm saying like when you think about that's that rare. that yeah, rarity, how many other people have ever been drafted like that and, and turned out to be Alvin Kamara? Kareem Hunt uh, was a was a like a fifth yeah, round pick, not, I think. Not, but yeah, but he hasn't had the career. Yeah, it's levels. He had one good year, and yeah. But my point year. was this: like, I mean, we can all pick out a Tom Brady. Yeah, the only the only reason I said that was because Travis Etienne, like, no one's souring on him because he isn't an elite prospect. Like Travis Etienne is the best running up, back. He, well, he can't pass, but no, he's not the best running back. That cat from uh, Alabama is. No, he is not. He does not, not. He does not. Have, he does not. He does not have the scoring ability. You're talking about Najee Harris from Alabama. He doesn't have the scoring ability. Uh, and the four downs, and, maybe he can pass protect. He's a total package. He's not a threat to take it to the house from anywhere on the field. I'm telling you, Travis no way, Etienne, not even the one yard line. Travis Etienne, I bet you runs a sub four three. Hmm. Okay. And uh, my yeah, you know what? And I'm totally cool with that. I think he looks awesome. I'm fine with that. I feel like, man, if you're talking about him for a third round, but here we've picked up so many running backs in the fourth and fifth rounds and just cut them. So I don't know. I would love to see a third round running back be awesome. I ain't never seen one in the Panthers. When was the last time? How about that? Who was the last running back for the Carolina Panthers? Who was a, like really good? That when was, they weren't supposed to be. Yes, yes. And if you say Mike Davis, I'm going to say you're fired because that was not. Yeah, not I guess all the big time running backs. Have John been Foster was okay. He was a second round pick. I think he was okay. a second round pick, man. Like, yeah. so, man, still like a legit pick. That's true. We've also had a lot of really good first round running backs we drafted. That's true. Minus, be, minus Bianca Batuka, Jonathan Stewart, Christian McCaffrey, uh, D'Angelo Williams. Like we, we've we've hit pretty well first round low, drafting low. I think Jonathan Stewart was the only one that was in the twenties, wasn't he? He's still Ooh. yeah first round. Yeah, I mean he was first he, round, but he was late first round. Yeah, yeah. Nah, like I'm telling you, we ain't ever had a good running back that won't, except for Cameron Artis Payne, which nobody gave a fucking chance to. He's awesome. <laughs> the man. Yeah. All right, last call of the night, I think. Maybe we already did. Did we do this one? Oh, what up? What to do? What do, boys? <laughs> it's your boy, Mike. 
What's up, my man? We missed you. Working, chilling with the family, taking care of business. You know, it's all good. But you know, I got love for y'all boys. Y'all, I I can't find a better Tuesday night than with my uh, my boys on Three Nation. You know, that's what we're talking about. So I mean, hundred people watching all night long, bro. Thank you. Okay, this is what I want to talk about. This is what I want to talk about. My boy Cam. Okay. I'm sure y'all talked about it. I know y'all talked about it. Somebody breathing heavy. Um, <laughs> it's, it's sickening to to like watch something like this and to see how the, the youth of the nation is acting, you know, Towards, uh, not necessarily their elders, but oh, this is about know, Cam. Oh, just, yeah, I didn't okay, want to talk look about at it this Cam way. tonight. Okay. I'm half black, half Korean. Okay, that's mm. that's why I, you know, took on the moniker of Supreme Leader. Not even Supreme Leader, but Supreme Leader. Because you got to get on the metric system. You know, Kim mm. Jong Un is, you know, he's my second uncle. Coming from a young black male, you know, obviously who was just misguided, you know, in his pursuit of life is throwing, you know, these just disrespectful, dishonorable things in Cam Newton and it's it. It just sucks to see it coming from one young black male to another to black. Another, male. I agree. So heavy, yeah. Me and <sighs> running out of time, boys. Peace and love. That's all I really wanted to talk about. You know, I had to stop by and come through on y'all, boys. Panther bride till I die. You know oh, that. Yeah. And that's- like, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say that's a, a burden I don't understand, right? Or not understand. I, I understand it, but I can't empathize with mm-hmm. it because I don't have the burden of, like, when shit happens, that now it's about, like, how black men, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's yeah, all, sudden, yeah. it's all of this. Is I don't really, I don't have that, fortunately. Hey, and thank, and, and I will be, I'm trying to be candid and honest. I just looked at him as a kid. I did you know, like, I, I could see myself doing something stupid like that, mm-hmm. caught up in the moment. It was just, and really, I mean, he was trash. away. he called him a like a like a bum. He called him a free agent. Yeah, so, yeah. Like, I mean, it wasn't. It was terrible, but it was like it was. I'm not yeah. even that upset about it. Like, I think if anything, I thought Cam, to be honest, and I'm the big Cam supporter uh, as as you're gonna get. Is that I actually thought Cam got a little bit more irritated by it than I'm not than he should have, but then he could have, right? Like, cause I would have been like, F you, I would have been coming trying to fight the kid. I ain't gonna lie, I got this. <laughs> I'm like, I wouldn't be able to, I, so I can tell, I, I can tell people how to act. I don't know how to act myself, but like, you know what I'm saying? Cam should feel good about himself. Like, you don't gotta worry about this little kid chirping on the side. Like, I just didn't think it was that bad. I didn't want to talk about, but go ahead, uh, Jason, tell me. Yeah, what you man. Think. 
on that. Listen, topic. listen, man. I'm from North Side Atlanta, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, Cam Newton, that's a kid from his city, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, you go through all this trouble to get young black men to get on your level. You're you you're there to give game to all these kids right. to help get you where you were because you had people who helped you along the way. So, like, when it comes to his perspective, like, yeah, I do feel like he has the right to feel some type of way. Because, sure. Ooh, sure. Yeah, that, that was him. Like, I feel like that was him once upon a time, you know, and you getting, like, kind of trash talked and this and that and ultimately disrespected. Like, yeah, I do feel like he would he has a right to feel some type of way. But also, I'm also from North Atlanta, and I've been on a bunch well, I haven't been a part of them because I was a big fella, you know what I'm saying? But I've been to seven on sevens before. And the banter on that sideline, man, they get they get disrespectful at times. And that's just how it is. That's just how it is. And like what you were saying earlier, sometimes kids are just bad as hell. Like that's that's how it is sometimes. And they're but, not bad people, you know what I'm saying? Not, not bad, bad people. people. They just got caught in a bad moment. He got caught in a bad moment. And so, you know, it's just one of those things. Like, it's an unfortunate situation, but I wish it got – I I hate how much attention it got. I really yeah. do, man. I really, really Yeah, do. I, I actually don't – I mean, and look, is I'm a, and I don't – I'm not being critical, Cam. Is that this right. is one – I guess I'm trying to get this point across is, is that we love to think of – the world in this sanitary environment where people, but these are people being people, you know what I'm saying? People have good moments. They have bad moments. And so like for me to critique every moment of the, every act reaction that cam has to everything, like I yelled at this lady at the stoplight over her and her driving right in front of my kids. The other, like if the kid, like, so I'm not trying to, do, I don't think we should have to defend every action as look as we're humans. That kid mm-hmm. made a mistake. Cam, I didn't think Cam had to be like, I'm rich. You know what I mean? Like, I would have been like, oh, duh, you're rich. That's why I'm talking shit. <laughs> like, I mean, it, like, yeah. Uh, but no, it's like every nobody, I bet you if everybody went back to that moment, they would have wished they could have handled it better or differently, differently. And I can do that about this podcast tomorrow, about an email I send. And so I think we should give grace and understanding to people when we can. Mm-hmm. Is my point. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing I didn't want to talk about with Cam Newton though was is this interview crap that's all coming out, and everybody's like, "I love Cam," this and that, you know. And they're like, "Look at Cam," and this and I could listen to him talk all day. And Panthers Twitter is all back on Cam. And you guys, I thought you were going to bring up this kid and all this, and I was like, "Man, I just don't want to talk about this girl I used to love." <laughs> yeah. You know, I loved her. Uh- but you she's gone, saying? man. But she's gone. Past. Like it's just yeah. like, why do I want to sit with my wife and talk about women I've been with? She'd be playing some yes, real live here in a minute. Like it's just won't you I, mean, I love God. It's <laughs> just sad, but I don't even want to talk about how great Cam is and his hats are awesome and <laughs> how he should be a starting quarterback. I don't want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Um any other news? I mean, we've been through a lot. We've exhausted the Panther discussion, I feel like. Mm-hmm. We've got Russell Okung to Bitcoin to quarterbacks and trades. 
So now the Panthers have gotten this $34 million, which is not as much as people are making it out to be. I'm telling you, $34 million goes quick. $7 million straight goes to the rookies. So, like, yeah, we might be able to do something, this and that. You should be eyeballing Moten. And um, and if if Deshaun Watson comes in your, it falls on our lap. Here, I, actually, this is my last question for y'all, and then we're going to do our ice up picks and get the hell out of here. My last question for you is this, is if Deshaun Watson becomes a Panther and we trade away this whatever form it is, how are we going to do the draft show? <laughs> uh, I, said, <laughs> imagine, a, I had never thought about that. Uh, I have thought been about that one about time. This, is that not only missing one draft, we're going to go into, and by the way, we're 65 days away right now from the NFL draft, and we will be doing our ninth live draft party. That's the ninth, bro. We've been, I think, I mean, we, look, we started with number one was Benjamin. Number two was Shaq Thompson. Number three was Vernon Butler. Number four was Christian McCaffrey. Number five was DJ Moore. And Number that's the, no, when, when that, that was my first show ever. I came on for the show where we drafted DJ Moore. That was the yeah, first time I ever came school, on. man. Yeah. Number six was uh, Brian Burns. Seven, it's our eighth draft show. Yeah. Number eight was Derek Brown. And number nine will be no draft show because we got Deshaun Watson. See, I've been thinking about it for draft tech because I write for the Panthers, obviously. So if they don't have a first or second round pick, I won't write for them. Uh, the thing is, though, I also I also write for the Houston Texans. Yeah, I also write for the fucking Houston Texans. So uh, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. So it means yeah, it, it basically means uh, my <laughs> workload uh, doesn't decrease at all. So yeah, uh, uh, we got yeah. to do the draft show. I'm counting down the weeks and the days. Sixty five days to this draft show. The draft show is fun, man. We get to watch the draft. It's, we've been doing watch parties before watch parties were a thing. We made social distancing popular. That's right. Straight up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Look, I don't even care about this COVID mess. I just hang out with y'all on Tuesdays. Yeah. We are way more than six feet apart, and I feel safe. Um. All right. <laughs> Ice up picks time. Ice up picks. Who I, sent, I sent you mine in the Twitter chat, Tony. Okay. All right. So let me look. Share. Somebody else go. So I can pull it up. Who wants to go? Uh, shoot, I guess I'll volunteer first. Yeah, there it's, you go. You can it be. Might, it might be a hot take. I don't know how y'all feel about it, but I watched that uh, trailer for uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League, and I'm oh. looking at all these promos. <sighs> I already took the day off work. <sighs> I'm sorry, bro. When is it coming out? You don't think it was good? It I think it's gonna be garbage, man. Oh, okay. Garbage. Everybody has everybody has their everybody has their uh, listen. It's like Zack Snyder's kind of okay. This might also be a hot take, but like Zack Snyder's kind of like how Cam Newton was last year. I thought that personally, for me, I thought Man of Steel was fantastic. Mm-hmm. I thought Man of Steel was fantastic, yeah. wonderful movie. But last year's Cam season was Batman versus Superman. 
Ooh. Okay. That, it's my favorite movie. That was and like <laughs> really. Oh man. <laughs> hey, no, no, you're you're good though. People are but allowed like, to think. Yeah, you're good. But like Martha, bro, like really, like that that was your plot point, dude. And like it's just and like I'm seeing all this imagery stuff and like Zack Snyder being Zack Snyder and I just it's all these. Different it's four hours long. It's a movie, just, right? just do me a favor and give it a chance. Hey, as a comic book reader, who's gonna watch the movie with four hours, bro? Dude, Endgame was three and a half hours. Avatar Endgame was three was and a half long, hours. Dude. Titanic was seven hours. People, <laughs> people will watch it if it's good. I'll watch it. I will watch it, but I will go into it with super low expectations. So as of right now, as of right I now, know. I sub Zack Snyder. I sub. Oh, okay. Hey. I hear. You. Hey, I, I, I think you. I think you're gonna enjoy it, but we'll have to wait and see. I, I want to hear hey, your I opinion whenever. On, I didn't hop on the show, man. Let Let's me know, go. man. Definitely. Yeah, the, the Friday. The Friday after it comes out, we'll be doing it. And, hey, uh, I tell you what, man. DC can't touch what Marvel's doing right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. With one division, bro, and the MCU, dude, shit is crazy. And by yeah. the way, great, that is a good idea. Art for me, man. It's no, two. it's no, but you're born, you need to get past this. Right, but you're also well, having I, I understood what was going on in one and two. That's the problem. Is now but, I'm all to the place that everybody says is awesome, man. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? It gets better after three. Would, I think. Was was but, but you're also not, you're also not like, in, you're not embedded into the Marvel. Right. It's like, like right. this I don't has been going on for eight years, but, uh, Great, but uh, dude, especially your podcast, you you should definitely do some debate shows. And by the way, you <laughs> know that I'm down to come on and talk shit about Marvel versus DC. Oh, so, yeah, let's do I'm it, down. <laughs> I'm down. Yeah. All right, um, uh, Greg, I got you. All right, well, let me let me uh, let me walk it in real quick, and then you can start at 15 seconds, so it cuts out oh, a little bit yeah. of it. So oh, basically, this yeah, is uh, right. I don't know if anybody heard about this. It's Oakley Union School District in California. <laughs> Um, if you're going to do a, like a, a school board conference, you need to make sure and you're going to do it on zoom. You need to make sure that you're not broadcasting live publicly. So that way people can watch the school board conference, especially if you're going to say the things these people said. So I want you to hear some of the things they said, and then, uh, we'll talk about it. If this is it, I hope it's it. Buffering, buffering, of buffering. course. Buffering, buffering, buffering. This whole website's been jacked up. I did Ooh. see the video. It's well, uh, it's pretty cringe. Well, while, while we while we wait for it, basically the school board, uh, they had people that were talking a lot of trash about parents talking about whooping their ass and stepping to them and stuff like that. There was another uh, person who was talking about how parents were uh, acting so crazy because they just want their babysitters back because they're tired of taking care of their kids and stuff like that. <sighs> and then they realized they were live, <laughs> that they were open to the public. Oops. And then one woman was straight up like, one woman was straight up like, oh, if, if these parents would ever talk that shit to me, I would beat their ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She wow. yeah. yeah, she was straight nice. up talking about like, Fighting the fucking uh, parents, and meanwhile they're listening to everything that they're saying. So the entire school board resigned. The entire school board. The entire school board resigned. Because so. the parents, the teachers, were talking about beating these kids' ass. 
No, it was the people on the school board that were talking about <laughs> it. All right, I can't get it at work. I don't yeah, know. it was it was the school board having their meeting, and, and they went public with it instead of keeping it private. So, yeah, yeah. So to them, ice up. I've made mistakes not hitting record, and I've made mistakes leaving it on record when I shouldn't have, but never that were that bad. So I know it's myself. like the ultimate fear that you're gonna send yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um I guess I'm going next. Tony but can't will it let me share this if I uh if I try? I hope so. I don't know if it gives sound. You need sound. Um yeah. Tell me if you can hear this. Oh no, we can't hear it, but I saw I can I can get this real quick. So you can't hear <laughs> it? No. Oh, uh, but I, I gotta, I gotta explain. I am somebody needs to tell yeah. this. Is that like y'all gotta get your? And by the way, if you guys want to fix this on your end, you just gotta get voice meter. Which is, what's her name again? Don't uh, tell him just Na- to get voice meter. It's way Naomi, more difficult from that. Naomi Osaka. <laughs> Naomi Osaka. And, and really, this isn't an eyes up tape, but it's like. Every time I see this girl, I fall more and more in love with her. Mm-hmm. One, because she's like a silent assassin. Like, she's very soft-spoken, and she just goes on the tennis court and whoops ass, right? She's incredible. Uh, but, dude, uh, I forget where they were. But she was doing this tennis competition, and she was trying to, to give, like, kudos to the opponent that she beat. Uh, and uh, she was like, uh, she looked back and she was like, "Do you like to be called Jenny or Jennifer?" And then she was like, "Jenny." And then uh, Naomi was like, "I wanted to tell you all that Jennifer did a great <laughs> job." Uh, and, and like it was just like so nonchalantly disrespectful, but you can tell that she didn't intend to do it. Yeah, she didn't mean anything. Yeah, it's either. like <laughs> the like me or Jennifer. <laughs> Okay. Firstly, I want to congratulate Jennifer. Um, yeah, this is Jennifer. Yeah, I'd like to be called Jenny or Jennifer. Jenny. Okay. Firstly, I want to congratulate Jennifer. That's the funny. I feel like that's an honest mistake, though, man. No, but that's the thing. Like, I'm not even icing her up, to be honest. Yeah, I know. I just, I just think it's fucking hilarious. He loves her. Yeah, I do. Bro, I, I, I do love her, but like, it's also her attitude. Like, she's so badass. Like, not even on purpose. She's just like by accident, just this <laughs> badass boy. And the way that she shaded her without even trying to was yeah. fucking yeah. perfect, dude. So, so I don't even know who I'm icing up. I guess I'll ice up that loser bitch. Uh, from now on, Je- <laughs> from now on, Jenny, you are hereby dubbed Yo. Jennifer forevermore because Naomi Osaka <laughs> said so. Ice up, son. Um. Cody, uh, Cody, CK, you got anything? Man, Sarah, I can't think of anything. Look, Greg, you need to go tell tell Sarah that she needs to just hold her chin up. Don't worry, she's the toast of the damn YouTube town. Oh, what's wrong, with Sarah? <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. Don't worry, girl. Um, all right, so CK doesn't have anything. We'll ice him up for that. Well, ice yeah, yeah. Oh. Sarah Taylor, you're uh, a total hot chick. What are you talking oh, about? 
so hot. We're supposed to say it. We're not supposed to say it. We're supposed to just talk and enjoy everybody's company. But sometimes you're like, dang, this is hot. What she said that her feelings. I told you, Greg, didn't I tell you? I tried to tell you. But she said that she said that I hurt her feelings. So I had to tell her, no, Sarah. I tell Greg. I won't tell her. She knows how it is. Uh, my ice up pick goes to this, and man, I hate this. Is because like, look, it's like I'm a big person of like uh, public entities, right? Like I work for the state. I love public schools. Like I love the concept of public schools. Like I think I like roads that I drive on and crap like that. So I don't like to overly cry about taxation when I get a lot of services. Right. It's like when you get services and I as a historian, someone who studied the revolution and stuff is like these people are pissed off at taxation, but they didn't get anything either. Right. They didn't get any services. Like It was just like kind of throwing money towards this so-called good cause that you're never going to see. I feel like I get to see a lot of my tax money come back in in services. But uh, today, after a long awaited lazy time, I had this lumber at my in my at my house that like you can't just take to the the little satellite dumps. Right. Is that and I also live outside the city limits. I'm a county resident, so I don't pay city taxes, but I do pay county taxes, which the dump is owned by the county. Right. So like I do pay for usage of the dump in my tax money. But I don't like, I can't just throw like a couch on the side of the road and they come pick it up. Like I got to take it where I Mm -hmm. live at. So there's a certain, and they have like these cool little satellite dumps that take most stuff. But if it's lumber, like if it's just like a door or a piece of wood, they will not take it. So you got to go to the big dump, which is way on the other side of town, which is not far in Greenville. Way on the other side of the town is not far in Greenville, but it's still like a pain in the ass. So I've had all this lumber sitting in my truck for like weeks, bro. It's been raining. I'm like, I'm not going to take it. I don't want to take it. It's all, you know, I mean, like, so I just let it sit there. I, have, I work from home. I haven't been driving my truck. I've done like the three times I drive my, my kids are embarrassed. I got like all this wood, like hanging out the back and shit. So I take it to the dump today, which is cool. And like, it was super easy. Everything was nice. But when you leave, like they pay, you have to pay by the weight. And I gotta say this is like I dropped off like a half a truck bed of just random shit from my garage. Just like random wood. I do woodworking and stuff. So it was like just kind of this random shit that like it just can't be used. This shit cost me nine dollars and ninety cents. And I know you're like, oh, nine dollars and ninety cents, whatever. But like I don't ever go to the dump. Like I have to pay a private trash company to come to pick my trash up, but I'm still a taxpayer of the dump. Like I pay taxes. Like you can see it on your yearly tax statement. It says $78. I pay to the dump to use the dump. I never use the fucking dump, but when I do, I still got to pay $10 to do it. So I just feel like this double taxation is where we got to look at as Americans is not taxation, but like this double and triple taxation. And like, why can't I just show them my card that says I live in the county and I'm not a contractor? I'm not dropping off like this house that I ripped down. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just some shit from my garage and it cost me 10 bucks. So to the double to double taxation, I say ice up. That's the libertarian. I, I agree. <laughs> just burn the shit. You know what? 
Ice up to me. I should have burnt the shit, but I would I would have done that if it wouldn't have rained for the last 70 days. God, and it's only like, rained for 10 dude, more. Every, I should have saved the wood to build an ark. Yeah. <laughs> at, the, at, at, the, at the end of every fall, I have a neighbor that lives across from me. I think he's from Scotland or something. But, dude, he burns all these leaves in his <laughs> backyard. And it yeah. stinks so fucking oh, I know. bad, I, know. Dude. I don't like to do it for my note. Yeah, it doesn't help anybody. But it's anyway. so right. bad. That's the C3 Panthers podcast. My name's Tony Dunn. You can follow me on Twitter at cat underscore chronicles. Over 100 people watched the entire night. We just hit the 70s over the last 15 minutes. Man, I tell you this, as you guys are fun to hang out with on this panel as well in this chat room, I appreciate every single person that was on the show tonight and in the chat room, listen on Facebook, Periscope, YouTube. You guys are the greatest. I tell you, you guys, uh, people send me email. I got an email from England last week. Man, like, it's just nice that my friends are right here. And I tell you, this has made my pandemic a lot easier that I get to hang out with my best buddies on Tuesday. And I barely see you guys in proximity, but I'm closer to y'all than half of my life, man. So mm-hmm. I appreciate everybody here. I appreciate it. Give me a, f- a follow, subscribe. Jason Hewitt, man, we appreciate you for coming on tonight. Even though you got berated uh, by the internet, you shouldn't have. And uh, it was Teddy's burner. I'll say it. You said it. <laughs> you said it, man. You said Thank it. You, uh, thanks for coming on the show, man. We appreciate your insight, man. Where can they find your work at? All right, so you can find my work at si.com slash NFL slash Panthers. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at si underscore Panthers and follow my personal Twitter at Jason Hewitt 50. And based on, you know, everything that was said today, my account's pretty lit. So yeah, <laughs> give me that follow. Yes, sir. I appreciate y'all, man. I'm going to create an account. I'm going to start liking these random like ITFA or Antifa tweets and all of this and that. And then I'm going to follow you and start trolling you and see if you can find me back. Like if you can. Should be fun. He can do it. it. All right, man. We appreciate Mm -hmm. it. Uh, Greg, the Bat Daddy, the man of many podcasts. How can they find your work? Uh, Just like that. At the Bat Daddy 52 on Twitter. Uh, Check out. You can find me there and you can find everything else I'm on. The Geek Golden Alliance Networks where all the shows are other than this one. Uh, just come check me out. I'm live at least three or four days a week. So CK is uh, not playing as much Call of Duty, but still streaming like crazy. What are the new games that are people into? Um, so this new game called Valheim is actually really fun. Uh, it's an RPG. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's a good little game. And uh, Escape from Tarkov, as I talked about a couple of times as well. Um, but uh, Saturday, I will be in a tournament on Call of Duty. Uh, that is uh, Jeff Leach's uh, tournament, so that'll be oh. fun. So, yes, uh, turn in, uh, tune in. I'm on Facebook Gaming at uh, Codizzle Allen is my username. Hmm. Oh, big time news! Uh, you, I know you like ban- or you've drank. I've seen you drink Bang Energy drinks yeah. before. Like they're the only ones that I kind of like. Yeah, right. Like I like the Frosé, Rosé, or Rosé one. That one's good. You tell me but, anything uh, bad. What's that? Don't tell me anything bad. No, I'm going to tell you something good. I like the uh, sound. Everyone's that's all right. But, bro, that Miami Cola? Garbage. No, I love I it. it, bro. Oh, my I God. No, no, I'm totally the other way. I thought it was hmm. a, it's my favorite one. All right. Try the key lime. Try the key lime. It's, it's by oh, far. 
Hey, man. Too sweet. I don't like them too sweet. Did you so try it yet? Sour heads. Yeah, I've had it. I like the sour head one. I like the frosé, rosé, the raz with the blue raz or whatever's all right. Yeah. But the Miami Cola is my joint. All right. Cody Lash, where can they find you? Yeah, man. Find me on Twitter. Birthday at boy. Birthday boy. Happy birthday. Yeah. 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 Well, it was my birthday. birthday. Hey. Yeah, man. 31 mm-hmm. years young. We'll die on that hill with you. Yeah, hey, yeah. There we go. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, if you really want to wish me a happy birthday, go check out Draft Tech tomorrow. I'm writing more for Draft Tech than I ever have. Uh, I wrote the first pick for the Jaguars. I wrote two picks for the Houston Texans, and I wrote two picks for the Panthers. So your boys out here getting it, and uh, uh, we're gonna do some more content here on this channel. Uh, Next we're bringing, week, who we yeah, got? We're, we're bringing, yeah, man, we're gonna talk about uh, a few different players, but uh, I think we're gonna start with Richie Grant first. Thank you, because uh, yeah, we need some safety help, and uh, you know we're gonna. Yeah, we're all going to talk about quarterbacks at some point, so I'll save that for a little bit later on. Uh, I kind of want to show uh, people some prospects that the Panthers might be realistically looking to target uh, in the second or third round before we start to do comprehensive deep dives on the on these quarterbacks. But I wrote about three of the top four quarterbacks taken in uh, in the draft, uh, and that's on Draft Tech tomorrow. So check me out. Yes, sir. All right, wonderful man. Thanks to the guys in the in the the callers tonight it was wonderful. Chuck, uh, we had a, some great callers tonight. We had uh, Blake Bettis was fantastic. G Cavassier is there. You guys keep calling in two five two 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 eight fifty ninety eight. Smash the thumbs up. Subscribe. It's free. That's it. Just be a part of it. Have fun. Talk shit. It's all right. Don't tell my mama said that. Good night. <laughs> keep pounding. <laughs> keep pounding. Keep pounding, man. Keep.